0: When you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, you move on. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm on. You're on. That was Reverend Jones, by the way, the unctuous Reverend Jones, your last caller. So that last was guy him. was? Oh, maybe yeah. we can get familiar mm-hmm. with his voice to keep that guy maybe off. we could hook him up with Joyce and the two of them, well, uh, we can get a package deal. You uh, know? I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I was thinking when uh, I heard through the grapevine about your latest developments here. I'm thinking maybe you and a mad dog and I can, like, chip in for a hitman. You know, couldn't be too much. Oh. Why do I have to go
1: through this? It's like, you know, it's, I feel I, I understand totally what Mad Dog is going through. I thought I had it done. I, I
0: went through the same thing. I, know. I went through exactly the same thing. Let me just give you a little piece of advice, not that you need it from me. Uh, just tell them to blow it out their ass. <laughs> do not sign any of that crap. And, uh, you know, eventually well,
1: she'll cave in like she did with me. I mean, I should sign something that says that if I say something that's offensive to somebody. who yeah, whoever heard of such What does crap, that and mean, And, he, and you how stupid she is, she's going to
0: pull the same stuff with you guys that they pulled verbatim, word for word. Uh, this Joyce, this rhymes with witch and other things, uh, she's got the Beasley's convinced that oh, she's going to save them from all of us uh, dangerous people like these talk shows, like us, as opposed to, you know, the book comes out on Friday. We get this tremendous book. We're making them money hand over fist if they could sell it, which they can't. But uh, and, and all they want to do is uh, browbeat everybody. It's like some kind of a, a peeing contest. I don't get it.
1: I just, you know, and I also am not going for it. No, you of course know, not. I mean,
0: Absolutely not.
1: I mean, this is, uh, I mean, basically it's the most one-sided right. p- document I've ever read. Other, yeah, uh, like other than, man, you know, uh, a, other than a Ricky morning, Williams the column, column by, uh,
0: bed, what's that? I said, if you woke up in the morning on the wrong side of bed or came in and looked at somebody cross-eyed, you're fired. I mean, what, what kind of a contract is that? Yeah. Based on somebody's whim, especially in a place like that. So were you at the Trump wedding? No, I was at uh, Woodbine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, better off, as they is it, say. I'm
0: winning 1200
1: bucks. Not too bad. Not a bad. I had a good not day actually bad. betting Gulfstream up at Palm Beach Kennel Club.
0: And I know you want to apologize for, um, like everybody else, selling my Patriots short on Friday. was That's okay. That's okay. That happened. Nobody gives them any, they like the Rodney Dangerfield of football. Nobody gives them any respect. Them. Oh, they I respect keep, them. I they mean, just I... keep pounding the crap out of all that's these highly-touted right. teams, the Colts, the Steelers. They just uh, outplayed and outcoached them, too. How about Coward going for a field goal on fourth and uh, go one and a half?
1: Yeah, yeah that's that was beyond me. Hey, his very, then, very first and decision. The Patriots,
0: and then the Patriots get fourth and one and a half late in the game, and they sew it up. They kill off for about two and a half minutes at a clock by a. Important
1: making it. I'll tell you, the very first decision Cowher made in the game, going for it fourth and one from the 39 yard yeah. line, was ridiculous, mm-hmm. too. To give them the ball there. Right. When, you know, their defense can play. Yeah, he
0: did that backward. When he uh, shouldn't have done it, he did and the other way around.
1: But I thought the game was over when Brady hit that first touchdown pass. Right. I mean, I didn't have to suffer. You know, Neither
2: did I. It, yeah, I know you
1: didn't. But, I mean, it was over at that point, And. I was
0: hoping they'd play another quarter and get at least 60, 70 points, just, you know, this uh, fight.
1: Yeah, and even that, but you're right. Uh, to, go, to You know, when you have fourth down on a two-yard line and you're two touchdowns behind in the fourth right. quarter. What, what
0: what kind of a risk uh, move was that? To basically, go for a it's goal. like going
1: for a two-point conversion. I mean, you've got to do it. Right. And to, to have given, you know, to, to take that field, it took all the starch out of that team. At that point in the game, they did. They were stopping the win. Right. So, but you know what? I won three of my four props. Yeah. So I'm happy about that.
3: They had the big mo going. You know what I mean?
1: Big That guy.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know something? Yesterday we had a massive power failure in Toronto. Okay. Because yeah. of a uh, water main burst yesterday morning about seven o'clock. Freezing, just unbelievably freezing. So I can't watch the first game on TV. So I'm listening on radio. Now who's the guys? That Al Wester who did that first game. No, nah, I don't think he works anymore. I don't know who this guy was really bad. And then he's promoing the fact Marv Albert's going to be doing the uh, the Patriot-Sealer game. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, if somebody weren't such a hard ass, he could have been doing that second game. I don't want to mention any names. Do, 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 somebody do, do, do. used to work for a Westwood one. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. But he is uh, not there anymore because everywhere he goes, it's uh, the same deal. Oh well. Is to know him is to uh, hate him. Kind of like Joyce. Maybe he could elope with Joyce. Uh, he has a wife. Yeah. Nah, he's well, not maybe going to get anywhere. something going. Or maybe at least he can send her the muskrat. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good theme song for Mo, The Muskrat Ramble?
3: Do, 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 you got to
0: give me credit for that. I'm the guy that embarrassed him out of uh, ditching the muskrat, just like I did with Steve Ziegler at IOD. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that Steve did that.
1: Yeah. Well, what little I have is mine. Yeah. That's all I can tell I you. I can
0: say the same thing, but I'm not talking about
1: hair. I know. <laughs>
0: Well, listen, don't spend it all
1: in one place. Spend what? I have no contract. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your winnings from the weekend. Oh, I did well with the Gulfstream card uh, on, on Saturday, actually. Well, but you know something? You talked about the announcer there. And I'm alive in the pick six after four races. And yeah. I've got a horse who's on top by by two lengths as they get to the top of the lane. And he, as soon as he said... He's like Mush in the Bronx Tale. As, as soon as he said he's the strong horse... Coming down the stretch, you and he's extending his lead, and I'm yeah, looking you know at the horse doing.
0: shortening stride, mm-hmm. and I just took my <laughs> ticket and ripped it up. But I do like his frozen meals, though. <laughs> hey, you have a nice afternoon, whatever. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Stay, stay Maybe warm. We'll jo- Maybe we'll give Joyce a shot too. I'll <laughs> add just in the leg to wake her up. <laughs> don't do it, Hank. Don't do it. Don't bend. Don't yield. Not to worry. There you go. See ya.
1: See ya. <laughs>
4: Oh! M-O-N-T-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S
5: Well, when I went
4: outside, I almost died My butt froze from the inside
6: It's 16 yeah. Bill,
3: damn it's cold night night. That, that, That's a-
4: Bill, you know,
7: damn it's cold. I'm dying oh, out of here. Dying. Freeze your toesies, freeze your nose. Guys, watch out for your door closed.
4: Attention, ladies, listen up. You may go from a D to a
8: Go,
0: go, 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 No. Damn, it's cold. 10.05 at 5.60 WQM. happy Monday to you. Although this is supposed to be the most depressing day of the year. do you know that? You know what? because of the Johnny thing? Oh, and I forgot to mention the heck about Roger that died. Got killed. Who? Jockey. Oh, a oh, long time oh. South Florida jockey. Something you wouldn't know about. Right. Something really important. And, of course, the big news, which I told you on Friday, you heard it right here first, So I guess it's my fault,
4: huh? It is your fault. Okay. As usual. Okay.
5: Yeah. Remember, I was reading that story, and I kept
0: going, here's... And I couldn't figure out why. I kept playing that theme song Friday. I had the story from the Inquirer, and I saved it because it was such an important story. Isn't that why I saved it? No. Oh, no, I saved it because the picture of um, Miguel from Passions, who's on uh, that Desperate Housewife show, is on the other side. Stark naked, just about. At any rate, on the other side, Johnny Carson's secret medical emergency. We had it for you right here first, okay? So when somebody's dying or on the verge of it, you'll hear it here first. You know what I mean, Joyce? The bullet... What? What? Oh, no, listen, seriously, if she had, like, a, an embolism or something, I mean, we'd have a party. I'd actually fly down and I'd cater the party. I'd, I'd spring for big bucks to celebrate oh. that. The way that they're browbeating the talent, man. You know, this, this crap about Greg comes in around Friday. Oh, be sure to tell you, congratulations on a great book. Yeah, thanks very much, by the way, Greg, for jerking me around and lying through your teeth. And thanks for the way that uh, your corporate is treating all the other people on a year. And it's kind of like this is an automated radio station. I see Barry Jackass has got that column about so called 1400, a sports station that nobody ever heard of before, is uh, blowing off all the local talent because they can't make payroll. You think we got no spots? You can imagine what they're selling. Not even a dollar a holler. So just browbeat all the talent, man. This is what I keep telling you. That's why the people listen to this radio station. Not because of Joyce Fitch, not because they love the Beasleys and their corn cob, uh, whatever they're doing over there with them, or because they love Greg Reed or uh, Muff Lindsay or uh, Clarence, who's out sick again today. Probably got a bad dose of something from the Beast. No, it's because of the talent, man. I ought to keep playing. I ought to play a loop of that all day long. You know, it's the talent. Okay. Until they no, get along. Well, no, because it, uh, it takes a shot at Hank in there, too, the Humper. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Well, because back in the day, he was a uh, one of the sports nerds on IOD. Him and Joe's a gack, 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 gacky. Johnny Carson is dead, and it's just... I, I don't want to pee on everybody's parade, okay? Another
4: piece of my childhood... And, uh, you know, I, was, I used to watch him with my mother. I remember she, she used to stay up late every night and watch the Johnny Carson show and the late,
9: late show.
0: And I mean, you, you really don't want to say what you really feel because they're, oh, gee, the guy died. He's a legend. Okay. I just was never a big fan of his. After growing up watching Steve Allen and Jack Parr, to me, what Johnny Carson did on the Tonight Show was like uh, pedestrian at best and just uh, overrated at worst. I mean, highly overrated. And now the guy's dead. But uh, at least the one good thing I'll give him for is, like, after he retired, he went out on top. Didn't hang on too long. And then uh, when he retired, he, like, uh, went into the background and enjoyed his life, whatever he could, while he was dying of emphysema and uh, drinking and smoking up a storm. And uh, and that's it. He stayed out of everybody's face. Like Andy Williams is another guy. Stays out of your face, right? Right. I haven't seen him. No. He has that golf tournament, I guess, or at least he used to every now and then. That's it. And he just stays out of your face. That's the way to do it. Instead of keep coming back and popping up, uh, hawking some kind of crap like uh, Cheetos or some garbage, you know? And then Jay Leno was uh, paying tribute to him. Of course, uh, you know, up until he croaked, Carson was writing comedy bits for Letterman. He was writing uh, jokes for Letterman because he wanted Letterman to beat the crap out of Jay Leno. Right. Because he realized that Jay Leno was garbage, just a walking chin. In fact, uh, Jay Leno ought to be Chinese, wouldn't you think? Yeah, he's one of those eight million chins in the New York phone book. (laughs) God, can't stand Jay Leno. I don't want to start bitter, though, because this is the most depressing day of the year. we got that story. got a lot of stories. Johnny Carson, late-night TV legend, dies at 79. You know how many years he hosted The Tonight Show? 30. About 30, man. Died Sunday of emphysema. All you punks out there that are smoking those <coughs> faggots, let me tell you right now, Johnny should be a lesson <coughs> to all of you, okay? What was that? On oh, my emphysema. Oh. He passed away yesterday morning. Carson's nephew, Jeffrey Sotzing, told CNN, no memorial service, no big dog and pony show. He is a private guy. I want to be left the hell alone. And I, I like that. More power to him. Nice right. going, Johnny. Even though your show I thought was marginal. Carson, a longtime smoker, was 79, announced in 2002 that he was suffering from the disease. Uh, he was host of late-night talk show from October 1st, 62, to May 22, 1992, taking over from Jack Parr. He couldn't lick Jack Parr's ass and handing off to Jay Leno after 4,531 episodes. It's a sad day for his family and for the country. Late show host David Letterman said in a statement yesterday, he was the best of star and a gentleman. That's what he said. Carson took the low profile after leaving the Tonight Show in 92. He's been greatly missed since his retirement, Letterman said. Thank God for videotapes and DVDs in this regard. He'll always be around. He was born John William Carson, October twenty third, 1925, in Corning, Iowa. I didn't even know there was a Corning, I would you? Yeah, the Corning, it's sure it's special. There's Corning in New York, where they make that glass. Rhymes with, uh, he survived by his fourth wife, Alexis, and sons, Christopher and Corey, from his first marriage to Joan Jody Walcott. Another son Richard died in a car accident in 91. Despite decades on television, Carson was never open publicly with details of his personal life. Nobody got to know him, said comedian Joan Rivers, who often substituted him for Carson. Blah, 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 blah. He was very private. Well, good. I like that. And it goes on about how he did this and he did that. He was an announcer in Lincoln, Nebraska. He had a show called Carson's Cellar. Uh, famed clown Red Skelton hired Carson as a writer, put him on as a host on live TV when Skelton was injured during a rehearsal. Johnny Carson's show spent 39 weeks on CBS in fifty five fifty-six. He did the quiz show, Who Do You Trust, on ABC, and met Ed McMahon, who became Carson's butt looking sidekick until he retired from the Tonight Show 35 years later. Here's Johnny.
3: You are correct, sir. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Here's Johnny. That was it. Nice going, Ed. Talk about making a career out of, like, uh, kissing ass, man. Give him Larry King. Oh, we're fine. Never kiss so much ass. Of course, Larry wasting no time to have a panel on last night. Here's our panel. Okay, here's our panel. Johnny Carson croaked. Here's our panel. we got a panel. Man, oh, man. I'm telling you, I think right, right along with Joyce, maybe Larry King could be in the same uh, uh-huh. accident. Right. Oh. On the same bus, that would be. Oh, I can't see Larry taking a bus. I can see Joyce on the bus back to Maryland would be good. We'd pay the, we'd pay the Greyhound people. I'd even fill it up with gas. Twelve minutes after 10 at 560. Well, let's, uh, before we do the break, here's the result of Friday's poll. What historical event do you least believe could have happened? Re-election of George W. Bush, out of 2,000-plus votes, wins hands down your pants, 726. I mean, who could believe that? What rational person could believe that? That anybody with an IQ larger than their digit could uh, possibly vote for a lunatic, for a crazy person, for a lying, pathological, uh, dry-drunk maniac who's killing thousands and thousands of innocent people. But anyway, the re-election of George W. Bush, it did happen, 726, so they tell us. The resurrection of Jesus was a distant second, 391. O.J. gets acquitted, 235. 9-11, 176. Noah's Ark, 116. QAM gets his act together, 97. Call us and let us know when that's going to happen. Red Sox win the World Series, 63. The Holocaust, 49. Man walks on the moon, 48. Mike Piazza gets married, 44. It's happening any day in South Florida. Mo Howard flips his wig, 24. Ricky Williams leaves uh, football, 23. The Heat get, uh, 22. The Assassinations of the 60s, 12, the QM Fall Ratings Book, 11, which, by the way, uh, IOD got a real bogus with a lot of wired diaries. December, you're not fooling anybody, Rush or anybody else over there. A real bogus right-wing uh, December. Otherwise, we'd have really kicked ass. We did great, but we would have done super, super, super great if it would have been for a phony December. Rush, Petey, all you phonies over there at IOD. And, by the way, I'm not going to knock cheap channel anymore because after what, after what the Beasleys are doing to all of us, who the hell are we to knock anybody else in the business, right? Right. The Beasley's make Clear Channel look like uh, like uh, a bunch of uh, benevolent, uh, kind old uh, something. Coots. Well they have the last part. And the Vietnam War had only four. So there you go. It's 10 ten fourteen at 560 WQM. we got our usual uh, unwanted schedule day. we got the Mad Dog at 2, which is not where we want him. It's not what we wanted. Mo Howard David at 4-7, to seven, which is definitely not what we wanted. you got Guilty... Seven to ten, which is what nobody wanted. At least we rounded out with Eddie K at ten, who's a fixture. Oh, man. Hey, listen, what was your New Year's resolution? Maybe to lose weight again? You're trying to get rid of some of that disgusting fat? Are you sitting at your desk or in your car and you feel like unbuckling your belt, undoing the top button on your skirt? Yeah, I'd like to unbutton my skirt right now. Or maybe you've already done it. Balance for Life will deliver you five meals a day, every day, all based on the popular Zone diet. Let me say it again. Enjoy five feedings a day and still lose weight. The best part about the deal is Balance for Life is the only meal delivery company that offers you menu choices. Go to balanceforlife.com and check it out. Let me again advise you, uh, lay low on the baba ganoush, but other than that, it's great. Indulge yourself with delicious goodies like blueberry pancakes, guilt-free cheesecake, yellowfin tuna burger, grilled filet with parsley potatoes. They even have a chicken and veggie pizza. And all you snowbirds in South Florida right now to avoid the freezing, nasty snow fill. They, oh, man, should check this out, too, because they can tailor the meals to your specific needs. Don't think you're overweight? Well, take the simple BMI test, so at balanceforlife.com. Just go to the bottom of the page and click on Body Mass Index. If your score is over 25, guess what? You're P-H-A-T. You need Balance for Life. What are you waiting for? Pull over to the side of the road right now. Put down that pen and get on the phone. Grab it and uh, squeeze it. Call Balance for Life right now. 866-225-4543. That's one 225-4543 or on the web, it's balanceforlife.com You're
4: listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560
3: QAM an embarrassment
4: Absolutely Judge Bush, you've done this before. What then is all this money for? What if you're sworn in for four more years? No one cheers. Protest, there will be a few. But none on Fox News Review. There's so much about you that they hate with your mandate. On this miss date You will have a say Turning the back When you go up past You smile and wave like a fool You look like a tool to me Tell me Why is it called so much to get you inaugurated?
9: I will You had
4: to get private money
0: Oh, yes, 1019 at 560 WQ. What's 40 million among friends, right? People are starving. Right. I got it right here. Got all those folks over there in uh, India and um, Sri Lanka and uh, whatever you know, ah, all these Muslims. stories around the, the world. Buddhist. But in the meantime, forty million, and of course, all of those balls. I know that most presidents right. had two balls, but this president had ten balls, which is really pretty embarrassing. Anyway, here's our poll today. Although I forgot to tell you, Alyssa Milano was on the Beaded Curtain today. We got three pictures there for the price of one. We're doing the top five from our poll last week of your favorite Beaded Curtain chick. Alyssa Milano is uh, on there. She was number five. So we'll run five, four, three, two, one, and then of course. Uh, We'll all kick Joyce in the, uh, the knee. Yeah. Knee. Bad, bad news. I should have mentioned this to the Humper. I'm sure he's aware of this. Broward jockey killed in crash. Roger Dangean of Southwest Ranches, a retired jockey who raced horses in South Florida around the country. Died in a car crash Saturday along with a family friend from Hollywood who was riding with him. In the 30 years... About 30, man. ...that Roger Dangean raced horses. He came to love the animals for their speed, power, and beauty. After he retired from racing in the early 90s, Dangean saw those same qualities in a blue 1966 Ford Cobra convertible. He fell in love with the car, brought it home, and cared for it as he would a thoroughbred. On Saturday night, as Dan Jean and a friend took the Cobra on a joyride around a block in Hollywood, the ex-jockey lost control of his cherished car, had hit the median, launched into the air, and slammed into a cement light pole.
10: Oh, my gosh.
0: Dan Jean, 60, of Southwest Ranches, and his friend Linda Mustang, a 43-year-old mother, were killed. Police said the Cobra was traveling at a high speed. yo know, who else has a Cobra, don't you? Or did have? Rick Riley? Yeah. He still got it? I don't know. Mustang of Hollywood was at a party uh, in Hollywood on Saturday night hosted by Dan Jean's family. The ex jockey asked partygoers if anyone wanted to take a ride around a block in his cover to experience the sleek car's power and beauty. Uh oh, bad choice. Mustang, a longtime friend of Dan Jean and his wife's family, eagerly, eagerly volunteered to take a ride. Danjee drove the car, a corporal around the block for a few minutes, was headed back to the party around 8 p.m. when the accident happened in the 4200 block of Sheridan Street. On Sunday, Dangee's family and friends mourned the loss of a man who raised three children and had mounted more than 6,000 races at Thurberd Racetracks in South Florida and across the northeastern USA. Eh? He was a good man and a good rider, said Dominic Impressia, 86, who was the trainer for Tiny Rider, a horse Dangee rode in the 80s. He had a good head, good patience, and he was tough. And I cashed a bunch of tickets. Not not a lot. Usually at a price, Roger Dangee. Usually a pretty good price anyway, he's dead. A lot of that's... Oh, and guess who else is dead? Boy, there's a whole bunch of this stuff going on. You know what? I give up. Nixon's Secretary Rosemary Woods, oh, 87, I dies. I heard about her on the NPR this morning. Right. Rosemary Woods, the devoted secretary to President Nixon, who admitted to inadvertently erasing part of a crucial Watergate tape, has died. She was 87. That's definitely old enough. Unless you're 86. What? <laughs> well, no, <laughs> right. it, it, it's the truth. Right. I mean, you live to 93, and you say, oh, well, that's old enough, But unless you're 92. And then you say, well, you're going to die when you're 93. Oh, I don't think so. How about 95 sounds good? You know, a 97, right? right? Right. Woods died Saturday night at a nursing home in Alliance, uh, Ohio. Roger Ruzek, owner of a funeral home in Sebring, said yesterday he didn't know the cause of death. The 18-and-a-half-minute gap in the tape of a June 20th, 72 conversation between Richard Nixon and Chief of Staff H.R. Haldeman was critical to the question of what Nixon knew about the break-in. What did he know and when did he know it? That, that's what they kept asking. What did the president know and when did he know it? Of course, this president, we know what he knows and nothing, right? He knew it before nothing, and he knows now nothing. It's strictly Abu-Gar-Rev. Bozo time. Now, here's the poll today. Going to rely on the audience. And don't tell me Johnny Carson, okay? Because there's no way he's going to be more famous now after death. Although it is kind of ironic that I had this poll picked out on Friday. We did the Johnny Carson story from the Inquirer on Friday, and all of a sudden, oh, he's dead. i do mean, you like that? I'm
9: dying over here.
4: Here, Johnny.
0: Why couldn't it have been Ed McMahon instead? You know? It will be. You think? <laughs> who best fits this description? Someone who became more popular after death. Now, I have two on there. Um, Jesus Christ, which there's no question about that. During Jesus Christ. His, during his day, so it is written, so they say. During his day, he was just one of many of these uh, self appointed right. philosophers, preachers who ran around uh, preaching, you know, to his uh, Geshkis. And not too many people paid too much attention until Paul came along, like 90 years later, and said, right. Oh my God, he heard this uh, fairy tale, I mean, story? Jesus Christ. And then, of course, Patsy Klein. Right. Records. Huh? I got one for you. Okay. James Dean. James Dean. Oh, much more popular after he only made three freaking movies. Mm-hmm. I think James Dean, that's an excellent choice. That, that was the whole mystique about him. Right. Maybe Josh has got one for us, but I doubt it.
7: No, not off the top of my head, no.
0: No? You're still upset because the Patriots kicked such bad ass, you know?
7: Yeah, you're right about that,
0: but... Uh... <laughs> I am. Why? Did you bet against them? No, no, I thought they would. You're not betting on football games, are you? And you're not going to be one of those QM quizzlings who gets taken under the gambler's wings and starts plunging your uh, meager salary away. you have a bookie, Josh?
7: No, only on the Super Bowl, I bet.
0: Yeah, and who are you going to bet on in the Super Bowl? I... Patriots are six-point favorites, by the way, at the moment.
7: I haven't decided. <laughs>
0: Let me ask you, did you watch the game yesterday? I did, of course. Yeah, and what was your impression of that game? It was pathetic. What was the number one defensive team in the league this past season? Pittsburgh Steelers, right? That yep. team was 15 and one and won like eight million games in a row. Pittsburgh Steelers, right? What quarterback hadn't lost a single start? Ben Roethlischmeichelberger, uh, right? Right? Yeah. Was it a contest? Was it even close? No, no. no. It was a blowout. Yes, it was. When and down, blow him out, baby. Tom Brady and the boys. Ow! Yeah,
7: kicked the ass. By the way, I totally agree with you on Phil Simms. Now, he is officially the worst.
0: He is absolutely so. And I'm going to tell you something. What's his name? The uh, play-by-play guy yesterday really was awful, too. What the hell's is his name? Uh, don't tell me. He's terrible. Uh, Jim Nance. Awful. And, and in addition to which, he was rooting for the Steelers. He made. It, see, this is why the people of South Florida hate Jim Nance, because he hates uh, hurricanes and he hates the Dolphins. Any South Florida teams he dislikes, and he makes it obvious. And I never really, you know, I never re- was really that much aware of it. But yeah, last night, it was obvious he was rooting for the Steelers. Every time the the Patriots made a great play, which there were so many, it was like, oh, gee, look at this again, you know? Man. And and, and also, like on that one replay where it was so obvious on the interception, and he said, oh, well, the ball moved, you know? And that's the one time Phil Sims finally in his life said something. Well, the ball always moves, you jackass. Jesus. It was so obvious it was an interception. You know the one I'm talking about? I do, I do. Yeah. They challenged him. That, was, that wasn't close. I mean, the one where the knee was on the ground, that, that I also knew that would be reversed. But this one wasn't even a contest. And there's Jim Nance trying to make a, a story there for the Steelers.
7: No, Sim said about five things during the game where I, 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 I just couldn't
0: handle it. Just cringed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a jackass. I think we ought to take Phil Simms and Joyce Fitch and uh, have them both elope on a slow boat to China. A, sl- a small rickety boat, one that's got a lot of holes in it. That be, sounds like a great, seriously, you people out there, if you had any idea what's going on at QAM, you think that just because we give you like a little surface uh, buzz of what's going on, you haven't got a clue what they're trying to do and who to screw, you know? I'll never forget that day that I get a call from Norma Kent. Oh, uh, they called me this afternoon and, oh, please, won't Neil reconsider and please don't send those uh, bonus those uh, signing checks back. We, uh, Yeah, right. See, that's what happens when you bring them to the brink. Mad Dog and Humper. Those, both of those guys should tell them, listen, if you don't cut the crap and get this deal to, well done the way you, uh, you promised you were going to get it done, we're both going across the street. That would serve them right. They deserve to lose them both. Then, of course, we'd really be an island, but you know what? What difference does it make as long as we get paid? They, that's what they deserve, the way they treat people in this company. they make, Like I said, they make Clerch and look like a like the guy that hands out candy at Christmas time. Candy, guy that hands out candy? Like Sandy Claus, somebody like that. That, that. That's what they make them look like, like benevolent. That's how, how evil these people are. And, of course, most of it is this Joyce Broad that they brought in from Maryland who wouldn't know a radio if you stuffed her up her ass. You're clueless, honey. You're clueless. And you're going to keep trying to peddle yourself to the Beasleys what a genius you are. And you're going to show all of us. In the meantime, what have you showed anybody? Doing a hell of a job with that uh, pro- professional provocateur, by the way. Not, not. You are pathetic, honey. Why don't you just crawl back in your little, uh, you know, your little pickup truck and drive back to Maryland where you belong and go do some more medical malpractice cases and leave the radio people alone and stop bugging the poor Beasley's. they got enough problems of their own, all right, trying to find that banjo. Yeah, that kid stole a banjo from the Beasley's, the one he was picking up there in the tree in deliverance. Yeah, it's missing. Yeah, it was missing. In fact, Joyce, that would be the best news of the week if Joyce turned up missing.
3: Hello, Americans, this is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. On Cullendon Lane, Jacksonville, Florida, Chuck Buick finally gave up. Chuck enjoys marijuana, so he decided to accept Paul Harvey's suggestion. He gave up. He went to the phone. He called me. He ordered a bong. Bong, that's a pipe used to smoke marijuana. I want you to hear this carefully because you're thinking about a Valentine's Day present for somebody you love very much. Quote, my marijuana bomb ride Saturday, and after I opened the box, I was in shock. My eyes were locked open wide. My whole house was now a concert hall. I went to the washroom, and even from there, it sounded like a real live lady singing right outside the door. <laughs> Quote, with heat eating your ears, you're gouging out and tearing loose and pulling apart gulping air and tasting black. Your windpipe is closing, and you've lost track of which way is out. There's a searing ember down your neck. Search, rescue, ventilate somebody's singed a kitten. <laughs> Quote, I'm listening to all of my old CDs again because I have never really heard them before. Now, for that Valentine's Day gift, it's not too early for you to choose a bong. If you're anything but happy with it, I'll buy it back to locate your nearest dealer telephone, 1-800-BONG. <laughs> 10-33,
0: 27 11. Sounds like he was just using one right there. Right, uh, anyway, we need some names for this list before we get on with our, like, appointed grounds here. Which, uh, how about Marilyn Monroe? There you go. I mean, she was popular during her life, obviously, but then after she died, very mysteriously, mm-hmm. after the Kennedys had her killed, I mean, she died, um, then she really became, like, legendary, right? Right. I would say so. Who best fits this description? Someone who became more popular after death. 5670560, oh, pound 560 only, for rising in singular wireless lines. WQAM, hello. Uh yeah, I got one for the poll. Yes, sir? Uh Jim Morrison from the doors. Excellent choice. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Jim Morrison. He might still be alive though. We're gonna check it out. We're going to France today. Gonna to be doing a remote show us the rest of the week from France in your pants. Jim Morrison became huge jog in In fact he uh I, he might give Jesus a run for his money. Ever see him together? Same person. Didn't didn't you think in his later years there when he had the whole facial uh thing and he looked a lot, a lot like Jesus, didn't he? And yeah. The oh yeah. And uh, those neat uh slippers. He had the best sandals going. Oh yeah, WQ WQAM. I'm running phony. WQAM. Hello.
10: Hey, how you doing today?
0: Pretty good, Pally.
10: Last time I gave you a name for your poll, it was uh, Robert Duvall, and he won. Okay. So today I'll make. This time? Today I'll make it Elvis.
0: Uh, I you know I thought about that, but you think he's more popular now than when he was alive? When he he he's made
10: more money and been in more stuff since he's dead than he ever was.
0: Yeah, okay, it's a good choice. Okay, thanks. I thought about that, but then, you know, he had 80 million uh, number one hits, and he was extremely, I mean, you couldn't get much more popular. But since he died, as far as making more money, I would agree with that. Too Too bad the Colonel ain't here to enjoy it, and I don't mean Colonel Sanders either. What was his name? Tom Parker. Tom Parker, very good. Colonel Tom Parker. In fact, Elvis could have been a lot bigger, except Colonel Tom Parker, and since would be in all those grade-Z movies he was in. Ooh. Yeah, he was responsible for that. Every
11: once in a while, you'll uh, catch one of those by accident. Uh, for about three minutes, and then you say, oh, exactly. how did anybody ever watch this? Well, oh, there's crap. always all these hot babes on there, those pastel colors. So oh, I'm I like, see. Oh, this is a good movie, and then Elvis walks on.
0: But is Frankie Avalon in it? Not that I've seen.
3: WDQAM, hello. Hey. Yes, sir. What's uh, us. I got one for you. Bruce Lee.
0: Bruce Lee is really a good, good choice. Okay. Bruce Lee is very good. He's big now that he's dead. And what's his son's name? Pinky Jackson. Lee? Brandon. Brandon Lee? <laughs> yeah. Nah, forget about it. Small potatoes, right?
11: Yeah, compared to Bruce, absolutely. Right. Although he
0: also died in Only again. one Lee on there. No Peggy Lee, no Pinky Lee. Who else? No Robert E. Lee, right? Lee Majors. No Stan Majors. Only Bruce Lee. Only one of those uh, karate crowd. One of the martial arts. And what other martial arts? Is Chuck Norris dead yet? We can only. Uh, no, not yet. I know. Huh? Not yet. We're working on it. WQAM. Hello. E. Lee. QAM.
5: You're a millionaire.
0: You know, yesterday, last night, you know what movie was on? Manhunter, which they I'd know. never heard right. of that movie before, and I read the review oh, of it, which I was, own it. you do. Sure. Now was that was that uh, the Red Dragon? Was that the movie of Red Dragon? Right. right. Red Dragon. As was soon the as remake. he started talking to Doctor Lecter, Doctor Lecter, I said, "Wait a minute. This is uh, this is the prequel to Silence of the Lambs." Correct. That was that was a good movie. It was a good movie, very good movie. It was right. outstanding. But mm-hmm. well, where did I see that uh, fruitcake that played? The, where did we see him before, unless I already saw that movie. Was there a different movie called Red Dragon? They they remade it with Rafe Fines.
11: The big guy that played
0: the uh, the lunatic, the nutjob.
11: Oh no, I, Yeah, you know that guy creeped me out, and I I wish I. Didn't where have wear... I seen him before? I'm have he to always plays that. that same kind of character. Sure, and, he was uh, no
0: James Gum, creepy. but he. was...
11: And the guy that played Dr. Lecter is Brian Cox, who we've uh, spoken about. Brian so. Cox? Oh, right. my God. we got not to do something now. He
0: ain't playing football no more. The Was Bill Henry in it? Okay. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir.
10: Uh, do you have Sal Minio?
0: Sal Mino is more popular. Well, I don't know. Is he really popular?
10: Well, I, I guess
0: no. How, How he's about Paris Hilton? <laughs> we can only pray. <laughs> we can only hope for the best for her, for us. Barry Jackass writes, local shows in jeopardy.
10: Oh, my God.
0: And Alex Trebek don't even know about it. Or even that jerk that won all that money on there. What was his name that was on 8 million shows in a row that everybody hated? Oh, Ken Jennings. Ken Jenny. The market sports talk radio landscape appears on the... Now, see, this is the kind of crap they write about in your, like, weekly reader and your parochial yokel papers there, as if anybody listens to that station, which they don't. The market's sports talk radio landscape appears on the verge of another shakeup. 1400 The Fan, the least popular of South Florida's three all sports stations, could eliminate most or all local programming because of financing issues as early as this week, writes Barry. Rhymes with Mary. Carl Foster, no relation to Bud Foster who is leasing wfll signal from James Crystal Inc., has been speaking with investors, but Miss Friday's payment deadline is uncertain if he'll have funding in place by today when ownership wants it resolved. Asked if the station will have local programming today, Foster said, as of now I can't say, yes. or, no. even if I secure funding, I might not go with as much local programming. Said so this. Uh, see, this is all these people who want to play sports, all these little people that are sports nerds who want to be, well, I'm going to do my own sports station, let's have 40 sports stations. Local programming on 14 out of the fan includes Foster and Anita Marks, 7 to 10 a.m., Gary Furman and Mark Bednarczyk, 10 a.m. to noon, Frank Fort and Bruce Warner, 3 to 6, and Frank A.D. is good one, and now they got the mole taken off, and alternating hosts including X-Dolph and Jim Kick, 6 to 8 p.m. The station carries Jim Rome's national show, noon to 3, and Fox Sports programming overnights. Now let me take a look at the ratings, okay? Uh, okay.
4: okay. Well, I'm getting them. I'm getting them. Sorry. I'm
0: getting them. Just hold your hosses, man. Let's see if uh, in Men 2554 they showed up. Let's look at Midday, WFLL. I, I don't think anybody even knows what those letters are, do you? I never heard of them. Used to be the light bulb, 1400. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. There's Waxy with her one point. Uh, oh! Not too good. Not too good. Waxy, they got Joe Rosen. That's all they got so far, Joyce. Don't be sending anybody else over there to stick it down our throats, okay? You miserable, hateful sow, you. Let's see. I'm looking. WFLL. I don't, I don't see a glimmer. I don't see a number. I don't see uh, anything. Even WNMA, Mr. Ego Station, has got a point. Uh, well, they got a zero, but they got a few people. Nothing. WFTL, I'd at a 0.3. Oh, that's Bill O'Reilly. I forgot to mention that on Friday when the ratings came out. Bill O'Reilly and his uh, midday on the F T L they went from a oh, point oh, to a oh. point 0.3. They're moving, man. He's Ooh. making a big impact in the market. Now they will fear him. Steve Lappa, general manager of James Crystal, said he likely will stick with Fox Sports Radio national Program for at least a couple of months, even if Foster's lease is not renewed. I like bananas, Foster, myself. WFLL, which went on a year May 3rd, has been hurt by signal problems in parts of Dade County. Yeah, they got like five watts, and if you like sitting right under their tower, maybe you can hear it in the daytime, and even then, at night, you can't hear it right next to the tower. Barry. Hurt by a uh, lousy signal and and competition from 790 ESPN Radio, which debuted September 1st, and WQAM. Like, we're an afterthought. He's, he's got his head so far up uh, 790's ass because they're the Herald's partner now. They're partners, you know? Like Hyman Roth. ESPN 790 continues to move toward an agreement for the Dolphins' rights and remains in discussions with QM host Jim Mandich about a 1 to 4 p.m. show. I'm going to tell you, we lose the Mad Dog and the Humper, Joyce, and you're going to have to answer for it, okay? You're going to have to answer for... Uh, Santino. Santino, right. That is... Absolutely correct. So there you go, Barry. Take your silly ass little column, your brown paper bag lunch, and stick them both up your ass, Barry. You little, you quizzling you, you little simpleton, you little pudgy piece of turd. That's Barry Jackass at the Herald, and working for a perfect newspaper too for him, by Listen the
4: way. Jenny Craig, please. Who's calling. This is Kirsty Alley.
5: What's it in reference to?
4: It's in regards to me being fat. Hey. hey, you're chubby too. No, I'm not. Let's lose weight together. Not fat. I'm busy being sane. Why don't you call back after hours? Can you hold on a second? Hello? Hey, you're fat. No, I'm not. Who's this? This is Kirstie Alley. Stop calling me. <laughs> Jenny Craig! Jenny! Hey, hey, listen, girl, I'm fat. Get lost, Lord ass. Have you called Jenny
0: yet? <laughs> oh. I was just telling you about those TV spots. You haven't seen them yet? No, no. She only weighs like 700 pounds uh, soaking wet. <laughs> 16 before 11 at 560 WQM. January 24th, that's today, is called the worst day of the year. No wonder a lot of these people sound so off their feed today, you know? So why is it the worst day of the year? British psychologist calculates the most depressing day is the midwinter weather wearing you down. See this is not a for oh, here see. it would be yeah. oh brother Whoa, no, Wow wow yeah. wow 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 and then to have the power go out for twelve hours yesterday and then on a day when it just freezing cold. But anyway. It says, are you sinking in debt after the holidays, angry with yourself for already breaking your New Year's resolution, wish you could crawl back under the covers, not have to face another day of rain, sleet, snow, and paperwork? Probably. After all, it's nearly January 24th. See, this is in the U.K. where it's always depressing because it's always sleeting and raining and crappy. It's nearly January 24th. And well, now it is. The most depressing day they are according to a U.K. psychologist. Dr. Cliff Arnell's calculations show that misery will peak today. How do you like that? Well, Arnell, who's specialized, he must know Joyce. Arnell, who specializes in seasonal disorders at the University of Cardiff in Wales, created a formula that takes into account numerous feelings to devise people's lowest point. The model is W plus D minus D times TQ over M times NA. You got it? Oh, could you do it again? I bet you that, uh, what's his name, from good uh, Will Hunting who's got it, Matt Damon. That was on again the other day, you know. It's uh, just so syrupy and so, and of course Ben Affleck's in there again, too. Don't the two of them ever do anything like without the other one? And I do mean anything. I, I, think no got, comment. I think they got side-by-side commodes, those two. Everything that they do, they're like doing it together. They're pretty tight. Anyway, this equation is broken down into several, seven variables. Weather, debt, monthly salary, time since Christmas, time since failed quit attempt, low motivational levels, and the need to take action. R&L found that while days technically get longer after December 21, cyclonic weather systems take hold in January, bringing low, dark clouds to Britain. See, this is a Brit thing. Meanwhile, the majority of people break their healthy resolutions six to seven days into the new year, and even the hangers-on have fallen off the wagon, tore off the nicotine patches, and eaten the fridge empty by the third week. Any residual dregs of holiday cheer and family fun have kicked the bucket by January 24. Following the initial thrill of New Year celebrations and changing over a new leaf, reality starts to sink in, Aaron Earl said. The realization coincides with the dark clouds rolling in and the obligation to pay off Christmas credit card bills. The formula was devised to help a travel company analyze when people book holidays and holiday trends it seems that people are most likely to buy a ticket to paradise when they feel like hell. <laughs> to paradise. <sta <arte arte Materiality> and <manas> stay with Mo and uh, Mrs. What do you think? And the muskrat. So there you go. It's mostly a Brit thing because in South Florida it's not sleeting and snowing and freezing. Oh, it is uh, cold for uh, there, right? Right. Well, I'm really I'm really going to cry
11: for
7: you, you know?
0: Yeah,
11: I had to turn a little heater around in the back. But oh, there's
0: Rich Little. Are you, are you still doing me in your
7: act? See, uh-huh. now
11: you like uh-huh. that. Huh?
4: Rich Little. Yeah. There's Rich Little doing a parody of Rich Little.
0: What say, they do, John?
1: He said, gee, that's, that's great to know. I just wondered if, you know, they'd forgotten who I was.
4: That
0: was almost like hearing the real Johnny, wasn't it? No. No, it was not. Uh, it was almost like hearing Rich Little doing the real Johnny. 1048 at 560 WQAM. A dark pall has been cast over the whole QM proceedings. In spite of our, see, no matter what we do, no matter how well we do, no matter how much the audience loves us, we we just can't we can't get our heads above water because of this outfit, man. Because of this this company, they just they just absolutely refuse to treat people like human beings. They don't know how to do it. They don't have it in them. They got to browbeat. They got to abuse. They got to play games. They got to play these legal games. They got to lie. They can't treat people like human beings. Remember the human beings? Nobody but me. Yes. Anyway, here's the deal. Who best fits this description? Someone who uh, became more popular after death. Jesus, 54. James Dean, 8. Elvis, 4. Jim Morrison, 3. Marilyn Monroe, 3. Bruce Lee's got a pair. And Patsy Cline's got 2 out of 76. Not too many people probably remember Patsy Cline. What were her? Walking After Midnight. All right. And what was the other one? She had a couple of of big hits. I'm not going to look it up. It's not worth it. Well, Country Music was on Decca Records. I remember that. Used to play that as a disc jerky in my youth 100 years ago. Walking after midnight, and she had one other one too. Patsy Cline. Somebody will call five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon singular wireless line. WQAM. Hello.
2: Yeah. Hi, Mr. Neil, please. Speaking. Hi, Neil. I got one for the poll. Okay. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh.
0: Vincent Van Gogh is much more popular now. Right. You better believe it. Thank you very much. With or without the ear. Thanks a lot. Sweet dreams. Crazy. Sweet. No, not sweet dream. That was. Yeah. A well, what, what is it? Crazy. Crazy, crazy I, was big. That was Patsy Klein. Crazy, yeah. Uh, I fall to pieces. I fall to pieces, yeah. So wrong.
11: No. Strange. Oh, yeah, she was. Back in baby's arms.
0: She a little, uh, looked a little dikey to me, but I don't know. Back in the day, you would never talk about such things
11: in <laughs> She's public. She's got company.
0: you. Oh, really? Fated, I don't think so. Faded love. Yeah. Why can't he be you?
11: Yeah. You're stronger than me. Yeah, I know that. You're leaving on your mind.
0: That's it? That's it. That's, That's her another uh, greatest man yes. I fall to pieces. Uh, walking After Midnight, and what was the other crazy? crazy. Those were crazy, three big we ones. It. Crazy was big, crazy especially big. at QAM. WQAM. Hello.
3: Good morning, Neil.
0: Buenos uh, dias amigo. Come esta.
12: Um, muy bien. Gracias. Listen, I got one for the list. Multiple uh one. I almost said thank you in Russian, actually. Um uh, Listen. <laughs> and, uh, listen, I got one for the list. Uh, a Brit, actually, um, and hopefully My people, Brit? yeah, hopefully the people enjoy it. It's uh, Alfred Hitchcock.
0: You really think so? I hear Patsy Klein distantly in the background there. Where did that's, you find that's, that? That's not my end. Same side that uh, Amazon sampling. Oh, you're sampling from Amazon, Patsy Cline. Uh Alfred Hitchcock, uh, I guess so. He, he became very popular afterwards.
12: Yeah. And if, if you don't like him, uh, maybe Copernicus.
0: Okay, especially with the church. Yeah. Okay, thanks. All right. Put them both on there. Copernicus, if you can spell it, Josh. I want to see the way he spells this. But you ought to know, being a good Catholic boy, that you are. Just like it sounds. Right. Copernicus. And Alfred Hitchcock. You what a talker. Well. It's fine. Yes. She had that kind of talk yes. show, you know, like yes, that. She, she did. She, yeah. It's kind
11: of like Eric Weed that does the heat games on TV. It's like Michael when, they, uh, when McCluskey broke his jaw there. It's yeah. It's not
0: personal. Right. It's business. It's yes. a business. 10:51, 5, and then he kept drooling all through the rest of the, uh, all, you know, all three movies. He kept drooling all the well, time. Well, it was quite this. a punch he took there. He yeah, sure did. Hold him up straight. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hey.
3: Yes, sir.
10: I got one, I don't really want to, I don't have to go on, right?
3: We'll see. No, you don't have to.
10: I got one for the list. It's a famous, famous, but not popular. Nicole Simpson.
0: Oh, absolutely. Someone, right. didn't say we didn't say celebrities. Somebody came in. A very good one. Thank you. That's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, who the hell really ever heard of Nicole? No. I mean, you know, other than like uh, people that were like on the West Coast, oh, man. right, and knew about that whole thing out there,
11: right? I mean, we could uh, we could take that a bit further and say Lacey Peterson.
0: No, who ever heard of her? Um, no. All right. The different, I, I don't think so. No, right. I, don't, was, uh, I wouldn't put that in the same category with Ron and Nicole, right. okay? That was a celebrity. And we girl. could put Ron Goldman on there because we don't want to get Fred Goldman pissed off because then he'll start popping up on TV all over the place. And we've seen enough of that handlebar mustache already. Those went out 100 years ago with knickers. But, uh, you know, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I think that uh, Nicole fine. is in a different yeah. category, right. wouldn't you? It was the white. Yeah, it was, it was her. I mean, the was the target. Target. he was just a pain-in-the-ass bystander He happened in the wrong place yeah, at the wrong time. Damn it. <laughs> I hate when that happens, and so did he, obviously. WQAM Line 9, hello. I hate Casanova. WQAM, hello. Hi,
10: here. I enjoyed the new you segment. Yeah, okay,
0: great. WQAM, hello.
10: Yeah, I got uh, something for the poll.
0: Okay, what do you got?
10: Uh, Kurt Cobain, man.
0: Kurt Cobain, no doubt about it. Thanks a lot, Pally. No problem. Okay. Kurt Cobain. Okay. You don't think so? I mean, not even. Close. Well, they were they were huge when they were alive, and since he died, sort of the career.
6: Never washed his hair or seemed to have a care, Cobain. His name was Kurt. Now he's pushing up dirt, Cobain. I think the
0: dog done it myself.
6: Wiping drew from his chin. Courtney, Courtney. Doing heroin. Cobain. Nirvana was hot, and now it's Kurt. They ain't got Cobain. He got high, said goodbye, then he died. Cobain. died I'm dying out of here. Made a million an hour, never took a shower. Cobain. He's a number one hit in heaven's big mosh pit. Cobain. He'll meet Elvis the king and say grunge was my thing. Cobain. So if you're filled with doubt, don't take Kurt's way out, Cobain. He got high, said goodbye, then he died, Cobain.
0: By the way, Jack Portis and I want to apologize for picking Atlanta to be Philadelphia yesterday. I can't tell you how sick Michael Vick must have looked in that game because I didn't see it because the power was out. I heard heard some of it on the radio. Oh,
7: you didn't see it at all. It was great. They I actually didn't see one showed, second of it. Um, you know when fans run out on the field and they don't show that when they yeah. know, like a, a fan runs out and they tackle them. They actually showed it yesterday. It was great. It was the best part of the game.
0: That was the highlight of the game. Yeah. Well, that was in Philly. What do you expect? Right. The worst fans in the world, the most obnoxious. They may, they make the Yankee fans seem like uh, you know. Churchgoers, like a bunch of parishioners. That's what a bunch of rowdy, obnoxious, disgusting. That's why it'll be extra sweet when a Patriots kick uh, Philly's ass in the Super Bowl in Jacksonville in two weeks. Even though you don't, you, know, you still don't believe. That's the thing that just amazes it's- me. And uh, they were talking about that. I was watching WSBK last night, the post-game uh, festivities for, went on for hours in Boston. And uh, they kept talking about that—the fact that nobody believes—and they don't really care, you know. Um, Rodney Harrison was talking about that—that that, uh, you know, every week they have to prove themselves again, and nobody buys it. And they're always, uh, you know, no, nobody believes they're going to beat these so-called good teams, the great team du jour. And every week they kick their ass. No, I mean, I told you—I mean, I realized they couldn't beat a team as good as the Dolphins, but that was just an aberration. You told me what? I told you on Friday I thought they would win. Yeah, but you, that this morning you're like apologizing for, like, uh, gee, I didn't think uh, they were that good. What do you mean? Well, you, you we said before you're, like, a little bit depressed about it, the fact they kicked kick Pittsburgh's ass so bad. Well, well I wanted of... Pittsburgh to win. I didn't think that why did would. Why did you? Now, wait a minute. Why would you want Pittsburgh to win? What it, is that all because about? Because I'm a little tired of the Patriots winning. What do you Ah! You see, this is a typical South Florida mentality. It's not important that the Dolphins win, but that the Patriots lose, or that the Jets lose. See, we know the Dolphins suck, that they're an embarrassment, that Wayne is, uh, you know, started with a brainstem in Jimmy Johnson, that he's, uh, the, oh, the whole organization, no matter what he calls the stadium, it's the dissolved into crap, okay? It's dissolved into something they ought to pay you to go watch. And so that's why we're not getting anybody calling and saying, hey, we finally got rid of that one Patriot guy, that New England Paul. We finally lost him. But other than that, it's like, oh, there wasn't even any game yesterday. Neither game happened. Not that we're doing a sports show, but wouldn't it be something for somebody to finally admit, hey, you know what, you're right about Brady and Vinatieri and Bruschi and, and uh, the whole team, man, and Dion Branch and, and everybody on that team. And Corey Dillon, who didn't have much of a first half, but then exploded when it really counted in the second half. How'd you like that touchdown run, huh? impressive is what I thought but you don't want to say anything about it because you thought you were rooting for Pittsburgh that's enough to really I don't understand it what do you mean I mean they've won wanted to last three years I'd like to see somebody else what's well, wrong with having a dynasty what's wrong with there being a really great team that goes out there and like uh, just kicks ass that just puts on a phenomenal performance
7: nothing's wrong with it but I'd right. like to see somebody else you know. why would you want to see
0: the Steelers why would you want to see a guy like Bill Cowher who behaves like a, a crazy man who belongs in a straitjacket why would you want to see him win anything why why is that he, he needs help he needs emotional There are times that when they show him on a sideline, he looks like uh, Dr. Elector on a bad day, like they need to stick a rubber ball in his mouth and put him in restraints. Jutting that jar there. there's something definitely wrong with that guy, and I'm not, everybody I talk to agrees with me. I won't argue. Nice call there, by the way, on fourth and goal from a yard and a half out for the field goal. Man, what a chicken schmidt move that was, huh? Out coached, with it. Outplayed, crushed. End of story.
4: You are listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on five sixty sixty
6: QAM. This is the Neil Rogers show. <laughs> This is your brain. Any questions?
2: Yo, what up, homie? You need some tips on improving your career? Then tune in to the In the Hood and Garden channel. Each week, Ice-T trades in his Mac-9 for a nail gun and remodels a crack house near you. That's right, boots all the crack holes out, then gets busy with this old his owl. Thursday night today, Ice will show you how to custom design a kitchen for cooking up some crack and create a comfortable living room decor just perfect for cracking a couple of 40s with your posse and bending those bitches over the couch. So join Ice each week as he fires up this mofo. It's this old his ass. It's on the In God channel. P.H.
0: Buddha. 136 votes on a poll so far. Who best fits this description? Someone who became more popular after death. Jesus is untouchable here, I think. Jesus has 81. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. uh Elvis. What about uh, some of these other religious figures? Right. right. Buddha. Abraham. Muhammad. Solomon.
11: Abraham Solomon. Are we going to put them all on there? Or? No. I'm just joking, okay?
0: Just relax, okay? I want to get to that story about the survey finds church-going Americans less tolerant, as if that's a shock. Elvis, 13. James Dean, 13. Same person. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, 7. Vincent Van Gogh, 5. Nicole Simpson, 4. Jim Morrison, 4. Uh, Kurt Cobain, 3. Uh, Bruce Lee has got 3. Patsy Cline, 2. She's still walking after midnight, though. I'm always walking after she's She's uh, pretty weak. Um... Copernicus has one and Alfred Hitchcock don't have any yet. I'm almost tempted to play the theme from Alfred Hitchcock's show if I could find it again. Don't start playing those uh, themes again. What? From all those, huh? Well how about Yeah <laughs> No, nah, it's just a joke. That's just to throw you off until True. I get the other one queued up. <laughs> You know, all those terrible stories that all the actresses like Tippy Hedren told about what a lech he was, mm-hmm. and he was pawing all over them, and mm-hmm. uh, they're all true. Yeah. Well, so what's wrong with that? I'd paw all over Tippy Hedren. Would you? Yeah. You'd tippy all over a Hedren? Sure. Right over. Five, well, that's for the birds. 5670560, oh, <laughs> pound 560 on a Verizon and Singular Wireless Lines on a really. uh This is the most depressing day of the year in Britain, but we're not in Britain, okay? And it's going to be all the way up to a toasty minus 5 Celsius here. So what's not to like, huh? Well, I'm going to tell you. Well, what a. Unpropitious day for the uh, power to go out all over this city yesterday. Man, 12 hours. I think I ought to sue somebody, don't you? Yeah, I'd go for it, why not Just for the hell of it. WQAM, hello.
12: Yeah, I got a suggestion. Okay. Freddie Mercury.
0: Freddie Mercury is excellent. Is that Very popular answer? during.
12: Right. I think that's a good one. Hey, are you, you're from Michigan? I beg your pardon? Are you from Michigan?
0: Am I from Michigan? No, did I live in Michigan for 12 years? Yes.
12: Oh, I'm from Ohio, just curious, just wondering, I'm a Midwestern
0: boy. Well, what does Ohio have to do with Michigan? Though? I
12: don't know, I like Cleveland, I'm a Cleveland boy, not Ohio. Oh, you
0: Michigan. like Cleveland, my God, that's yeah. a horrible thought. That's my like Brown. That would be like my, you know, I was a Browns fan all of my life until uh, until I came to Florida.
10: Oh, so, well, and we had Bill Belichick. How do you
0: figure that one out? He couldn't do anything, could he? Yeah, we well, you, you used to have the real Browns, too, until Art Modell moved That's right, Baltimore. we That's had Bernie Kozar, didn't we? Yeah, but you, you sure got those neat uniforms. Well, where did those one? Uh, that one game they played, which game was that, where they had those really freaky uniforms? They oh, yeah, uniforms? all orange. Wow. Well, yeah, they were
10: pretty
0: ugly. I know. Good luck. I'll, I'll see you in uh, limo. okay?
8: Yeah, Freddie Mercury.
0: Good luck to you. Thanks, man. Freddie Mercury, you got it? Yeah, very popular it. during life, but certainly every, every sporting event you go to now, right?
11: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that we are the champions but are, uh, yeah this is going
0: on long before he died but. but it's going on now or it's this wow. Speaking of pedophile Peter you still got that pedophile or you got the other one yeah those animal lovers and PETA. I threw the book away if I ever hear this again it will be too soon so I'm gonna I'm gonna save I'm gonna avoid the uh, pain and the punishment. That's a good choice, Freddie Mercury. I think you don't. No, but what about? Uh, I got one for you, Frankie Lyman. <laughs> Get it on there. <laughs> See, I beat him to the punch. Frankie Lyman. Get let's it put, it on. It. Let's oh, put Freddie. That. Let's put Frankie Lyman on every pool, no matter what it is. Right. You know, I think that's a good idea, just to pacify that one guy who's got an got obsession with Frankie fools. Lyman. Why do fools fall in love? That was a medley of his. A smash. It was big. Company QAM. Hello.
12: Hey, how you doing, Neil?
0: Pretty good, Pally.
12: Uh, before we got into the poll uh, with a suggestion, I just got to tell you something that irritates the crap out of me that came
0: out right at the, the show. Yeah.
12: What is with George Corso and, and and that Dan EANS test?
0: Oh, they're still doing that in the middle of the show?
12: Yeah, they just did it just in front of your stop set. Really? Yeah. No sweeper, no rejoin. Came up in the middle of the first spot.
0: Well, that's because he's an idiot. What do you expect? Can't complain about our engineering because we don't have any. That's why our fax machine is still screwed up from Friday. Uh, we just got a bunch of losers who uh, you know hang around and complain that they're overworked. They don't want to do anything.
12: Bunch of fakers.
0: Right. That, that's right. That's the Beasley effing way, man. You ought to know that.
12: Well, and I'm also uh, inquisitive as to what happened to Screw Ann. Where did she go? And what Pain,
0: happened? Man. Won't see her no more. Fired it. She got the Donald Trump treatment, man. Fired it.
12: Why did she get fired? Did
0: it. I don't know. Maybe they found her. Pic- the collection of pictures she was hiding, and the once they had them, they didn't need her anymore those oh, those pictures, those damn I'll tell you pictures. one thing, man. This new sales guy—I don't, I don't think I—I I don't know if I met him or not, but he sure ain't doing much of a job. We don't have any spots. We have no spots on the log, man. We got all these gigantic. We got an 87 share. We got everybody in town listening, and I they know. can't sell it. And my friend Jeff Cohen at the pizza office says that our sales department's jerking him around and trying to charge him eight thousand dollars a spot. Because
12: he's—that—that's the way it works, you know. You see, if you're a regular customer, you have to crap on the regular customer's head. Right. Anybody knew that? It's like, you know, like the talent,
0: they—they they treat our clients the same way they treat the uh, the, the talent. Crap all over a man, abuse him, and use him, and lose him. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to lose Mad Dog, and they're probably going to lose the Humper, too, if they don't cut this crap. That Joyce, you gotta, you, listen, you think you have some idea based on what I'm talking on the air. You haven't got a clue what's going on in this joint.
12: I can only imagine. You know,
0: you know when, when a general manager shakes your agent's hand and says, oh, we got a deal, and then you find out that nobody else in the company knows anything about it, and there is no contract, and there is no check, and there is no nothing, uh, all of a sudden you have to like raise four eyebrows and wonder, what kind of a bunch of crazy people am I working for?
12: You got to remember, he's been in town for 19 years, and for 19 years, it's been nonstop. It's the same thing, right? You know, he just—he doesn't know what he's doing from from Wednesday to Thursday.
8: Yeah, but at least he's consistent.
12: <laughs> well,
0: that's, oh yeah,
12: that's true. All right, I have one for your poll. Yes, sir. It's wishful thinking, yeah. Larry King.
0: Oh please! Okay, I'm I'm holding my uh, I'm crossing my legs for that. I'll read a Larry King story. Maybe it'll do the same thing it did for Johnny.
12: Yeah, and, and for Paul Caster Fatso, what's the
0: weather up there today? Okay, thanks a lot, Tom. Get, get out of the business before it's too late. There's our PD friend from over there at the Light One Hundred Whatever. That it is
3: is great radio. Yeah.
0: Now don't put. I see. Josh is going to put Larry King on there. He's not dead yet. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know it's not easy to it's tell. To me, he's uh, he's serving a suspended sentence, but uh, whatever. Wow. Survey finds church-going American, oh, and, and one other thing, too, that business about on Friday when the ratings were coming in that last hour, and you tell me Greg comes in and wants to make sure I know he's a, congratulations on a great book. If he would have bent over and farted right in your face, that would have had a greater impact. That would, I would have found that at least amusing. Cool. It would have had some impact on me, you know? And I knew, an too, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. No, no, seriously. What what does that mean? Like, I'm supposed to be impressed by that after all the screwing around and the lies and the crap and, and the kind of insanity that goes on in this company that's just, that's become so much worse the last few months. It's like it's like these people have just all you know. It's one thing to have a screw loose. It's all the screws just came undone. You know, it's like all of a sudden you go out to your car, you start the engine, like everything just falls apart in like little pieces on the ground. And that's what's happened at QAM In spite of our big numbers, we're doing it in spite of these people, folks. Just it's just astonishing. It's the only radio station I can think of in America that's got a lineup on here. It's not the one that they want. they got uh, people on there they don't want on here at all. They got them on in the wrong time. It's just it's amazing, astonishing. And then we keep uh, hearing that uh, Mad Dog's got a deal. Oh, guess he doesn't. Hank had a deal. Oh, not yet. Get it done already and stop the procrastination. Stop driving everybody crazy. That's my suggestion to you, okay? Go out and sell some spots. Go make some money. Go sell those big numbers we just put out there. Yeah, put put Miguel out there in a street corner with a with a, a t- tin cup, a dollar a holler. We'll we'll give you a spot. Don't you think that's a good idea?
11: Yeah, but we have a lot of plastic cups in here already.
0: Whatever. They're funny shaped. Plastic cups. Anything we got. Some of those baseball caps. Just go out there in a the corner like those homeless voice people do. Oh. No. And don't get me started on them. Please. They it's a cult. Uh huh. Anyway, Sean Canoni. He's uh, maybe he could be driving. He could be doing shotgun with uh, Joyce. Sean Canoni. Excuse me. Who's full of baloney? Yes, and he And remember is. what they said? Huh? I
11: said, yes, he is.
0: And you remember what they said in The Godfather?
11: Leave the gun.
0: Take the baloney. Which almost runs. Not quite. Survey finds church-going Americans less tolerant. Let's do that story after the break. i got a few bedtime stories here. A little mix and match. A little something for everybody today. Including our sales department. i got something for them. It's called My Foot Up Their Ass, is what it is. If I sound a little bit uh, wild today, yeah. I'd to be hearing that the whole thing with Hank. That just set me off. I was in such a good mood, even in spite of that horrible day with the power out yesterday. Killed about an hour and a half of that uh, time with the power down, having a great dinner at Ruth Chris in the Hilton Hotel in Toronto, downtown. The best Ruth Chris of them all is this one. Now, you'll say, well, why is that? Well, I told you, I didn't want to say anything, but when I was down there that week, that awful week, Uh, A bunch of us went to Ruth, Chris, because I thought I was doing something nice for everybody, and it was, like, uh, disappointing, you know, even though the very nice lady called the next day, called the house, oh, thanks very much for coming by, it was nice to see you, but uh, it was weak. How is that possible? I don't know, off day. No, because Beast, I I remember Josh, when uh, George was on vacation, I was giving Beast crap because he said he went to the one in Coral Gables, and it was uh, disappointing. Yeah, he said he had a bad time. I apologize to the Beast because evidently they have I don't know, maybe since uh, Ruth died which isn't that long ago. Maybe uh, things are going to hell in a handbasket. But the one up here is just, the, the oh, brother, that French onion soup. And they they, they bake it in the oven so that it just almost burns on top. You know what I mean? So the cheese is really crisp. And then that ribeye just cooked exactly the way you want it. and just uh, Without the butter, by the way, in my case, and just juicy and tender and just enough fat around the edges to make it so tasty you can just almost spaz out on the table. It was great. I'm sure glad we got food out of the way. What do you got? AC
11: Subs, Atlantic City Subs.
0: Atlantic City Subs coming today, where Ira used to make the difference, and now the guy's name is Jason. And uh, thanks again to that uh, that Tex-Mex or whatever that place was on Friday. Tijuana Taxi Company. Tijuana Taxi, because George and Josh raved about it. They said not only was the price right, but the food was sensational. They fed the whole building, and everybody loved it. Great. See, then there's a smart guy. He knows he's going to get a little plug on the ear. He comes by, brings us the food. That's a smart guy. 4400 South University Drive in Davie. See, there you go. Now, if Jeff Cohen would do that, instead of bellyaching about the fact the sales department keeps screwing him over, if he'd bring you by some food, then we'd give him a free plug again at the uh, Pizza Loft in Davie. What? Anytime we want, he says. On University Drive between 595 and Griffin Road in Davie. One of my fine long-standing sponsors that our sales department's trying to destroy, trying to put him out of business because he's Jewish. Armstrong Ford Vice President and General Manager David Rich called last week, or was it two weeks ago now, and said that he's overstocked with Mustangs. I think it was week before last, fat boy. I don't mean you, David. I mean Jeff High. He said Armstrong Ford will blow out these new 2005 6 cylinder Mustangs for as little as 17900 bucks, which saves you over $3,500. That's what uh, Bill Cullen used to say, dollars. You want to know why? He's from uh, Pittsburgh, Western PA. Dollars. They say dollars. Dollars. Plus, at Armstrong Ford, they have a couple of 2004 models left, and get this. They'll let them go for just 12499 Original MSRP on these was 18660 which means you save over 5600 bucks. Great deals, plus as always, Armstrong Ford includes tires and batteries for life with each vehicle you buy. Great prices, added value, friendly service, that's the Armstrong difference. So when you're ready for a new vehicle, come to the dealer that treats you just like family. Armstrong Ford of Homestead, Southwest 307th Street, US 1, exit to Campbell Drive, right off the turnpike. Believe you me, it's well worth the drive a few extra miles because we're going to save you thousands of dollars. Prices include all factory rebates and discounts with approved credit plus tax, tag, and fees at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. Turn left. Yes, dear. What the hell is Turn that? Right. <laughs> <It's
4: a bit. laughs> you are listening to Neil Rogers. Exclusive. <laughs> a. Want a lollipop, little boy? Do, 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 do. No. All right.
10: Alright, alright,
6: alright.
4: No one cares it's braiding R. No one cares it's like the blood. No one cares God is the star. Jesus is doing alright. Oh yeah, Jesus is doing alright. <laughs>
0: All right, all right, all right. 11.17 at 5.60 WQAM. Hey, let's do this all day. In honor to Johnny. From now until midnight, it's a a. QAM tribute to Johnny Carson. Hello. Here's Johnny. But I don't think so. Survey finds church-going Americans less tolerant. Church-going Americans have grown increasingly intolerant in the past four years of politicians making compromises on such hot issues as abortion and gay rights, according to a survey released on Saturday. And don't forget, religion without a scapegoat ain't worth a damn. At the same time, those polls said they were growing bolder about pushing their beliefs on others, even at the risk of offending someone. They're becoming more far business, as the Chinese say. The trends could indicate that religion has become more prominent in American discourse, more salient, according to Ruth Wooden, president of Public Agenda, a nonpartisan research organization which released a survey. Speaking of organization, Trevor Linden says looks like two seasons with no hockey, but nevertheless. Also, I got a very disturbing call from uh, Rimmer last night in the middle of the uh, Patriots game. Don't call me when the Patriots are playing Rimmer, you maniac, you idiot. It could also indicate more polarized political thinking. There do not seem to be very many voices arguing for compromise today, she said in the interview. It could be that more religious voices feel under siege, pinned against the wall by cultural developments. They may feel more emboldened as a result. The November U.S. election saw voters in a number of states back gay marriage bans, and President Bush won re-election with heavy support from fellow religious and conservatives. Those surveyed were nearly all Christians, not by design, but because the sample reflected the makeup of the population, the group said a 2002 Pew Research Council survey found that 82% of the U.S. populace considered itself to be Christian, while 10% identified with no religious group. On the question of whether elected officials should set their convictions aside to get results in government, 84% agreed in 2000, however, four years later, that had dropped to 74%. There was a sharper decline on the same question among weekly churchgoers, from 82% the first survey to 63% the second. About 40% of Americans claimed to be weekly churchgoers, according to Corwin Smith, S-M-I-D-T, Schmidt, director of the Henry Institute for the Study of Christianity and Politics at Calvin College in Michigan. Some surveys have placed the figure at 25% weekly church goers. In other words, they talk a good game, but are they there? Do they show up? No. No, hell no. They're busy drinking, screwing, doing drugs, mm-hmm. stealing. Right. Judging it. In the survey, 32% of those who attended church once a week said they were willing to compromise on abortion issues. Oh, this goes out with numbers and numbers. The poll also found that 37% overall felt that deeply religious people should be careful not to offend anyone when they where they spread the word of God. A declined from 46% four years earlier. Only 37%. In other words, 73%, uh, you know, see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
11: The The number of those who felt
0: that committed faithful should spread the word whenever they can rose to 41 percent, up six points. They're becoming more militant, more obnoxious, more uh, making you an offer you can't refuse, more inquisitive, as in Spanish. On another issue, the survey found little change in opinion on whether the U.S. political system can handle greater interaction between religion and politics. Asked if there was a threat. If religious leaders and groups got a lot more involved in politics, 63% in 2000 and 61% in 2004 said the system could easily handle it. All oh, right, but the remainder continue to believe the system would be threatened. I guess that's the 20 of us who are sick and tired of this crap of people trying to beat you over the head with their bullcrap religion, with their superstition and phony baloney garbage. They're holier than thou crap. All these, I'm a lot better than you are. Hypocrites, phonies like Lard Ash Limbaugh and Bill Bennett and all these other phony Nazis, and your president, of course. Well, he's just Abu Gar. He's just dumb. WQAM, hello.
10: They cut my check.
0: WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes.
2: Hey, I just had um for the poll. I had a person for the poll.
0: Okay, go right ahead. Uh, John Holmes. John Holmes is much bigger now. Well, I don't know if I'm about bigger. (laughs) Good choice, pal. Stay away from him, by the way. Oh, definitely. Thanks a lot. Right. Stay away from that body, man. It's still uh, got problems. Right. John right. Holmes. Mm-hmm. An unliving legend. How about Sherlock Holmes? Just a joke <laughs> now, John. <Doc>, don't <laughs> keep a nice Shylock Holmes on there. there ain't no such guy. Although the, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is certainly much more popular after it. But, oh, how about some of those authors? How about Shakespeare? William Shakespeare? Right. Not there even a go. contest, No, right? not a contest. I think that's the winner. Marginal during his lifetime. Right. In His fact, a lot anyway. of people aren't even sure if he wrote all that swill. I mean, all he those did. great plays. It was not Francis Bacon. It was Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Six degrees. Up. Was on Guiding Light. I still, he still played. He was the son of that uh, little short nurse that came up to about your hip, Sarah McIntyre. Boy, what a what now? See what I mean about my mind? That that woman, she's probably dead by now. She hasn't been on that show in about. It. I don't even watch the show much anymore, except it's before Passions here. But um, she was a character on that show like a hundred years ago. And I just, you just make some reference to Kevin Bacon, and right away, there is her name. Like, just like that, right in my mind. I've got to get rid of these things. I have to clean the way for, like, important stuff. I don't know what that might be, but anything. Yeah, I know how. My mind is cluttered with crap. My brain is just filled with swill. All the swill that I like, because nobody else knows. What, except that one guy with that Floyd Venable Jr. the other day. That was good. <laughs> that was great. WQAM, hello.
3: Yeah, I bought a 2
0: Tupac, that's a good one. He's a big now. He's huge. Yeah. Not as huge as John Holmes, but almost. Let me ask you, is Chris boring? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular wireless line. There isn't anybody, unless they're from Michigan, has any idea what I just said. Or maybe Dick Feinberg might be listening at Pompano Park. He ain't got much to do right at, right at this moment on a Monday at 1123 in the morning. Although they're probably getting ready to put in them slots. Now, see what I want is I want my own machine with my, my name on it. <laughs> yeah, for the no, Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Fortune, a five-dollar machine that does nothing but spin and, and pay jackpots over and over again. And Fat Rich isn't <laughs> allowed to play it. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Yes, nomination for the poll, please. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren is a perfect choice.
10: And you put him on there for a kai kai. Bobby Darren. You can have to Not
0: argue with ice? that guy just to, for fun. Mac the Knife, right? I'm getting a headache from this show. Mac the Knife, uh, Beyond the, the Sea, sea. Um, uh, uh, Dream Lover. That was okay. my favorite. Bobby Darin. So that was a great song. And what? Well, that's it, huh? He nice was also in a lot of those cornball, horrible movies. You know, like Connie Francis and the cello and, that from and uh, uh, Fabian and uh, what's his name, which I just said him before, Elvis. Frankie Avalon. No, Elvis was not in those movies. He was in his own bad movies. WQAM, hello, No, Yes, sir. you ever
2: watch the uh, uh, Game Show Network? Occasionally. Uh, I was watching that. You're going to get a kick out of this. It's got, they has got a new show, uh, uh, Poker Royale.
6: Yeah.
10: You'll never guess who the host was.
6: Oh, Gene Rayburn.
10: No better. Tom Likas. Tom don't like it. <laughs> Tom Likas. He came back wow. to life.
0: Holy cow. Unbelievable. Does he still got that same black leather jacket he, on? The
2: same
10: jacket. Yeah. The, ha- the guy said, well, could you take it off? It smells a little bit. Can't, I
0: can't afford a <laughs> new no one. Okay, thanks for the bad anger, man. That's a good place for him. On the Game Show channel, i uh, playing poker. Did Bobby Dare do Splish Splash? Yes, he did. We're t- uh, splish Splash. I was taking a bath. Yeah. Atco Records, by the way. White and yellow label. I do that strictly for Boca Brian because he's very impressed with my... Uh, another See, another piece of crap. Now, Frankie Lyman... Why do fools fall in love? I don't know what the label was. Although if I put my mind to it, it was an orange label. The record. See, back in the day, all you punks out there, we used to buy records, you know, 45s. Before there were anything like CDs or even cassettes, records, 45s. Do they even still sell 45s? I don't
11: know about 45s. They sell records.
0: Oh, I know that. I'm talking about uh, 45s. I,
11: I don't know. I mean, used ones, obviously, as far as. No, I'm talking about ones, like no. new ones. They
0: don't. They don't. don't they don't put so. uh, singles out on 45 no more. They put them all on CD. It was an orange label, Why Do Fools Fallen Up, also in the Still of the Night by the Five Sentence was on an orange label as well. I better look it up, huh? Go ahead. I'll play some Bobby Darin while you it. No, I don't have to play it. Well, we can do this. Yeah, let's hear it. Here's Johnny. I think it's pretty impressive. Bobby Darin, Beyond the Sea. Where'd you get that? Amazon. Oh, Senator, oh, this is a new thing we got now. We can come up with well, any artist. It's not
11: new, but yeah.
0: Well, we've new never got to be uh, It's just a new idea. For they me. let you
11: preview everything they have on there, so you can just click on it in here a few seconds.
0: Right. Well, what about uh, Frankie Lyman and Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Have well, they got that, Frankie Lyman? There's the Arthur Lyman group, Yellow Bird. Oh, that was a turd. Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers, what's the label? It was on, um, it doesn't say what label it was on. Are you kidding me? Oh, here it is. It was on uh, G. That's right, G. I almost said G. Or is that G like uh, Dr. Atkins would say? Don't eat the G. G. You got Cranky Lyman? Uh, I'm, uh, cracked I'm up getting there? it. I'm getting it. You better
8: get it on there, Mr., or else your ass is grass. We'll turn you over to Joyce. You
11: got it?
0: Getting it? wait a minute. I mean, you don't have it's to like change like between his hits because he only had
11: one. No, but you got to find the right place where it's got the, um, the sample screen. Right. And I found it. And See, if I would have let Fixit come
0: up here and mess with my um, computer, I could have like, played it here. But I don't want I don't want him anywhere yeah, he near here. He made the right choice. Yeah. Buffering. absolutely. Oh, it's buffering. Okay. Oh, okay. in, It's buffering and we're suffering. Well, yes, I'll tell you I'll what. Break. I'll give you during the break. Can we do the break? All right. And then when we come back for that guy. In fact, that guy might want to get out a couple of towels because we're going to play a little Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers and Why Do Fools Fall in Love. Well, where did this come from? What is this all about? I don't know. How do we uh, fall in? Oh, that's because we're doing Who Fits the Description, Someone Who Became More Popular After Death. Well, Frankie Lyman definitely is in that category. i got another one for you, even much better. You'll, you'll agree with this? Big time. Buddy Holly. Oh, absolutely. Is that a, gra- is that a winner or what? Like, the perfect a- and example. And who's that retardo guy that played him in the movie, that real geeky actor? Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Even the name just, ooh. Gary Busey. Runs with, you see? And there used to be a harness racing driver in uh, the, in New York, and his last his name was Marcel, and the last name was P U S E Y. Pusey was yeah. his name. 28 past 11 at 560 WQM. The main man, Anthony Kelly, and Acceptance Capital Mortgage, says it's time for New Year's resolutions like most Americans. Paying off your credit cards, lowering your debt, cutting your mortgage payments, pulling out cash, investing in real estate are at the top of your list. South Florida is one of the hottest real estate markets in the U.S., so why keep so much equity in your house to pay high interest rates? The main man's New Year's resolution is to give back to the community, and this year they partnered with Kids in Distress with a track record of 25 years of helping over 5,000 abused and neglected children each year. Acceptance Capital is donating a portion of all commissions on every closed loan to this great cause. And if you're in a mortgage business... The main man is always looking for brokers for his four convenient locations, too. The main man, call him, Anthony Caliendo at 1-888-483-LOAN. That's 1-888-483-LOAN, or go to themainman.com and fill out your application right online. Here's the number one more once, 1-888-483-LOAN.
4: You're listening to Meet People, Neil Rogers,
0: exclusively
4: on 560-QAM. Apologies
0: for coming, Harry. So such a, such a dummy. Don't forget the Brits are mostly a nazi light. It's uh, 1132, or in his case Nazi-heavy, 28 till noon at 560 WQAM. W- who best fits this? this? Is, oh, we got the uh, Frankie Lyman here? Oh, no, I, I have it, yes. Wait a minute, and wait a minute. Let me pot it up. Pot? Did you say pot? Frankie <laughs> Lyman died from uh, some bad pot. Oh, listen, that's loaded. Maybe he died like Elvis sitting on the pot. There we go. Hey, that's you.
11: Where is Why it? does it do this? It keeps buffering every single time. Oh, Sorry, I God. tested it. Maybe you started it in some
0: buffering. Yeah, that's enough. Got it. I started to say before we had to hear Frankie Lyman to pacify that crazy person out there in Radio Land. Um... Do you realize, let's see, when, when did Steve Allen die? About two, three years ago? Okay. And then Jack Parr. Right. And now uh, Johnny Carson. Right.
8: I want to tell you that it has been an honor and a privilege to come into your homes all these years and entertain you. Bye, Johnny. There he goes. There goes Johnny
0: highly overrated, but nevertheless, I mean, you know, it's inappropriate to say that on this day after he croaks, but it's just, uh, you know, it would be inconsistent. I've always said that before, and now the mm-hmm. fact that he died, I'm supposed to say, man, he was really a lot better than I ever thought he was. No, in I'm not the early say days, I mean, those just,
11: clips, uh, those old shows, I guess it was pretty good, but uh, I don't know.
0: He got well, tired. Well, he lost it. What was it. pretty good? I don't know. I mean, there were there were some moments, I mean, you know, when uh, yeah. he and Don Rickles were like uh, wrestling when he was in his bathing suit. You know, they, they keep showing these little clips, but quite frankly, uh, I uh, I could live without it. I think the phrase is, in its day. No. I don't know. I don't think in its day it was that great. I don't think now it's that great. I don't think it was ever that great. Jack Parr was great and Steve Allen was great. But uh, this, although compared to Jay Leno, it was spectacular. It was sensational. It was fantastic. Jay Leno is another one of those states of mind. If he didn't have the chin, he would be making like four bucks. He couldn't make four bucks a week
6: without the chin.
0: That's his thing. Yeah, that's his thing, all right. Pentagon runs clandestine intelligence gathering infrastructure. Oh, no. The Pentagon's Defense Intelligence Agency since 2002 has run an intelligence gathering and support unit that has authority to operate clandestinely anywhere in the world where it is ordered to go in support of anti-terrorism and counter-terrorism missions, a senior defense official said yesterday. The official said the role of the Strategic Support Branch, described first in Sunday's Washington Post, is to provide an intelligence capability for field operation units, including the U.S. military's Secret of Special Forces unit. The SSB got its name in 2004 after operating under a different, undisclosed name before then, said the official confirmed the unit's existence and mission to the CNN. That goes on and on. It's, uh, you yeah, know, what do you expect, okay? They're doing all kinds of crap under the excuse, well, you know, it's the war against terror, the war against terror, yada. yada. everything that's illegal, everything that's clandestine, everything that's... uh uh, infringing on everybody's lives and rights. Uh, it's part of the war against terror, you know, just like all that crap. That's
6: right. that Gar- Rab-
0: same crap, too. Wait till you hear this bad news. See, no wonder January 24th is so depressing. First of all, we lose Johnny. Here's Johnny. Friday, you remember, I couldn't stop saying that. And now it goes to show you it's part of my psychic abilities again. I knew he you was call. on, on the way out. You killed huh? him. Oh, you eat now already? Mm-hmm. How did the Atlantic City sub show up that fast? They love us. Oh, I know they and do. And they them. damn well should. Why the hell not? Especially when Scott was there. Man, he I hope he's long gone from that organization. Because there's a guy that you. really rubbed me the wrong way. He'd come in there. Remember when he used to give me those uh, things to read on the air? I, oh, that was just unbelievable. It's one thing that people bring in food, you give them a nice plug. That's that's right. you know, customary. There's nothing wrong with that. But he used to bring in, he'd write stuff out about uh, their Super Bowl party platters. And, like, I'm supposed to Three read this spots. on the air. And then I embarrassed him and buying like two spots once. Remember that? Mm-hmm. They bought two spots. Speaking Boy, of the blood, there's what, there's one they're... thing I can't stand is Freeloader's ponytail. I mean, no, you, know, you know, I know, at least Ponytail spent a lot of money on the shoulders. Yes, and he'd like to be doing it now, too, if our sales department wasn't jerking him around, if they weren't screwing him over. I'd like to know who has that account. It was Skippy before, so that should tell you it was on a way into the toilet. And who's inherited now? I don't know. How would you like to have a thousand dollars in your hand right now for every sales hole who's come and gone since we've been in that building? Oh, please, we'd be rich. Man, oh man, oh shevitz. Not to mention Scott, what's his name? That was there for like about five minutes, and we told him, please don't do this, Scott
11: yes. Schwartz. Remember Scott? I do. Our, our friend been Laura's been husband, professional, sure.
0: And and even look at that picture over there right to your right on the wall there. Look at all the pictures. There's Pete oh, Lenny, no mo. There's uh Frank. No, right. more. He's, he's not even the selling dollar a holler on the street corner anymore, Frank. Brian Schutz. Brian Schmutz, he's gone. Mm-hmm. screw won't see that bitch no more. John, we can't say his last name anymore. Oh, that's right. John Wienus, won't see him in there no more. He's gone. And look what we got left on there. You got Todd Dreck and Fatboy. Oh, brother. Hey, what is that today? Adam. Adam's a good guy. That's it. I guess Troy didn't make the picture, huh? No, not yet. Troy! We can P- I was thinking about, that, on there. about Dan Marino yesterday, you know, and about all the comparisons with Sandy Payton Manning and Danny Marino. And the fact that you know he had those great receivers all those years, Josh, but he had no running game. He had no great running backs. Right. right. He had Mark Higgs, and then of course he had Troy Stratford. I mean, when t- Troy Stratford is your, uh, your most productive running back, I mean, what does that tell you, huh? Never had a chance, old Batman lips, Joker lips. I'm sorry. What kind of sub is that, Josh? Chicken tender. Okay, it's huge. Oh, is the chicken tender? That's right. Wow. Anyway, here was the bad news I was going to give you. I try to postpone it. All right. A new deal is in the works for NBC's Morning Star. Oh, my God. See, they're afraid. See, unlike uh, the Beasleys, who, when one of their stars is on the verge of getting signed away, like Mad Dog Jim managed or the Humper Goldberg, uh, and they sign them up right away to extend their deal and, like, uh, sign, seal, delivered, you know, like the three of us. Unlike that, these people have been hearing all the whispering about CBS wants to stick that bitch on air to replace Dan Rather, and they say, well, we'd rather have her here, because we're desperate anyway, then, BC. The peacock is like molting. NBC has begun talks to rest- extend the contract of today's Today Show anchor, Katie Couric, which would preclude any chance of her jumping to CBS. See, that's the way a real broadcast organization works, Carolyn. Head mm-hmm. him off at the and pass. And all you other Beasley's over there. And Joyce, head him off at the pass. And I guarantee you when they re- extend her contract, they're not going to say, oh, well, if you come in and look at somebody cross-eyed, or if you, like, uh, behave in a way that's not uh, conducive to a uh, pleasant environment, or, like, if you uh, criticize somebody a little bit too much, or if you look at, uh, uh, what's his name? Matt Lauer, cross-eyed, and we're going to fire your ass. She's not going to sign that. They're not going to do that. They're not going to browbeat her because they want her. They want her, so they want to be nice to her. They want, to like, kissy, 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 as opposed to the uh, Beasley way, which is hissy, 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 as in hissy fight. Because Carolyn, uh, or, or what's her name, Joy, she's going to show them how sharp she is with her uh, legal background in uh, medical malpractice, which has nothing to do with radio. She wouldn't know a radio if you stuck 14,000 Bose, uh, those big super radios, up her ass. She wouldn't know a radio. And then if you reached in there to turn the dial, she still wouldn't do it. NBC President Jeff Zucker said Friday at the TV Critics Association Winter Press Tour that discussions to keep Katie Couric on the network beyond the 18 months left on her contract are underway. And the New Deal is likely to keep her on the Today Show as well. Not that she's any talent because she's pathetic, but nevertheless, they don't have much. Couric has reportedly been at the top of a wish list of replacement for Dan Rather, who steps down March 9 on the CBS Evening News. But it says here, let's emphasize the word wish. This is tvguide.com. Even though CBS execs may um, make contact with Corrix, she's contractually locked up through May 2006. Just like Mad Dog, I see exactly the same thing, don't right. yeah. Who's contractually locked up with us till the end of this uh, 2005. But nevertheless, we'd like to make sure it stays around a long time. It doesn't jump ship and go over there to 790, which would put them on the map. Right now, they're like, they're like off the, just the edge of the map. They got Joe Rose. They're not doing much. They're not doing much. But you put him over there, and then you put the Humper over there, and then we're done. We're We'd be okay, but other than that, the station, just to shut it off, except from 10 to 2, right? right? Right. It says, by the way, if CBS could get Kirk, wouldn't it make more sense to put her on in the morning? With all the talk about the stature of the evening news anchor, the morning shows are far more important to the financial well-being of the news divisions. Even in third place, CBS's the early show makes more than $100 million a year in profit due to the demand for ad time on morning shows. Today, the rating leader makes close to $300 million. But NBC isn't taking any chances. Couric's salary is currently at $16 million a year. With today's profit, she can probably expect a hefty raise. How do you like that? She's making $16 million a year, this bitch. Katie Couric. Lightweight will be an understatement. To call her a lightweight will be an insult to every lightweight in the universe. Am I right? And she's making $16 million a year. Like they try to tell you, all you Chinese kids, Zion America, baby. Even you got a shot. No talent, no great looks, no nothing. What she got? She looked great? Those shoes. It's those shoes that Amelda Marcos showed her the way.
8: You're listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560 WQAX. Coming up tonight, on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story. He came from Detroit. Actually, Romeo, Michigan, with a badass name destined for hip-hop. Actually, his real name is Bob Ritchie, and a career spanning decades. Well, actually, it hasn't been very long, and he's been almost completely usurped by Eminem. He's Kid Rock. People don't know about things that Listen, man, I was one of the first white guys to be mixing rock with hip-hop. Dude, I opened the door to rap metal.
4: Dude, I've slept with Pamela
5: Anderson.
8: <laughs> huh? Uh, well, whatever. Yes, Kid Rock is so monumentally uninteresting that even the image of a naked Pamela Anderson riding him like a running wildebeest could do little to muster the enthusiasm of our inside the behind interviewer. <laughs> Come
7: on, dude, Pamela Anderson. Whoa. Ah, you guys suck.
8: Kid Rock. And won't be long before, when you look up Dunn in the dictionary, his picture will be there, right next to Maroon 5. It's
0: a big, juicy, sobbing wet look at show business. Tonight, on Inside the Behind. 1145, 15 to noon at 560, WQM. Mad Dog at 2, although, uh, quite frankly. And then we got uh, Mo Howard, David, at
3: four, <laughs>
0: Even more, quite frankly. And then we got uh, Geldi making one of those appearances. 7 to 10, 80 at 10 o'clock tonight. No ball games, no nothing. Who best fits this description? Someone who became more popular after death. Jesus Christ 141. You can't get much more popular than Jesus. James Dean 25. Elvis 24. Nicole Simpson 17. Marilyn Monroe 14. Kurt Cobain's got 11. Bruce Lee 10. Jim Morrison 9. Vincent Van Gogh 8. Oh, I like the way we spelled that. <laughs> oh, man. V-A-N-G-O. Bildup was his, it's like that dog. B-I-N-G-O. Remember, Bingo was his name? Van Gogh was his name. Uh, Patsy Klein 6. Copernicus, four. Tupac's got three. Uh, he's got a three-pack. Buddy Holly's got one. William Shakespeare, one. John Holmes, one. Frankie Lyman's got one. I can't imagine who that could be. Bobby Darin, Freddie Mercury, and Alfred Hitchcock so far got the big... Oh! How do you like that? Hmm. Even uh, Freddie Mercury? How is that possible? Because it's not uh, appropriate. Oh, because he doesn't fit on there? In other words, right. you think he was more popular alive? Yeah,
11: he's uh, old news now. By the time he died, the career was long since over. That's and true. right. has QAM,
0: Right.
3: WQAM, hello.
2: Yes, how you doing? Pretty good. All right, I want to speak with Neil. Speaking. All right, uh, I go with Curly Howard.
3: How about Mo? 취- of
2: course, and Champy too.
3: Okay. Curly Howard. Not anymore. How about anymore.
2: all
0: of them? Huh? How about the Three Stooges? We could. I mean, we don't want to, like, separate them on there. How about just all three of them? Right, the Three Stooges. Larry, Curly, and right. all Chim- No. Huh? Sure.
3: Get them on there. Hey, not Who? Joe.
0: champy Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. WQAM. Hello. Hey Neil. Good morning. Yes, sir. Good uh, day to you. I have a poll question suggestion for you. Yeah. Who's the biggest typecast of all time? I think it's Steve Urkel. The biggest typecast? Yes, sir. What do you think, George? That's please, George. Poll. Please, please, George we can do it. We can, that's yeah, a, good a good, poll. I like it. Yeah. Thanks for your approval. Okay. Thanks. We'll put, well, no Canada problem. There. <laughs> thanks for your approval. <laughs> I think that was the crazy guy. Wasn't it crazy guy? Isn't oh, you? yeah. We don't have too many crazy guys. How many do we got? About 30, man. An hour, yeah. Now oh, That was him. I think he actually finally butched up and uh, spoke. He finally got an idea. And we gave him that's our a approval. a good idea. Okay, shall I write that down? Right. Who's the most typecast? Nice the most typecast actor or actress. The most typecast. Yeah, kind of like um, that one that can't act at all. That's the mafia one that we talk about, Danny Aiello. Right. Right? Isn't that what, one? William
11: Shatner, Leonard Nimoy. They're always complaining about that. Are they really? Huh. Just this morning.
0: Well, let's not start making the. See, now you're doing the wrong thing. Uh-oh. You're starting to yeah, make the right. list. We right. might do this tomorrow or whatever day we decide to do it, but now you're making the list here already, and then they're going to be calling oh, in. Damn. Oh, for that typecast, Ron, yeah. I forget about it. If you call in for that poll today, uh, you've had it. Okay, you're going to join Johnny Carson. Here
9: goes Johnny and the caller
0: in the box. Okay, that's enough. That must be Doc Severinsen blowing on that thing, don't you think? Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello,
2: Neil. For that type of... no, I'm just kidding. Never again will <laughs> I doubt. Never again will I doubt your Patriots, Neil. I betted against them last week and a week before that, and I will not bet against them this week. They are yeah. kick, kicking butt. Another thing, they had a special. Well, I, I guarantee
0: you, this week they won't lose. I, I bet you anybody. Well, you know what name. I
2: mean. Next
3: week, Oh, two weeks. Week.
2: Um, they had the one of the most special guests of Johnny Carson on. Uh, a new segment last night, The Amazing Randy. Right. Oh, I hate that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But they had him on in uh, Where when he, were he what,
3: blows in the envelope? What's that? <laughs> Where he blows in the envelope?
2: Exactly. The right. amazing no no no, not the not the uh not the character that Johnny Carson played, the amazing Randy.
3: Oh was it? Yeah, the uh, that radio guy, the radio, James Randy.
0: I have no idea who that is. I thought he, he did he debunks myths and religious kooks. And I have no exactly. idea who that is.
3: Right? Oh, Neil, you know, I thought you wouldn't know that by now.
0: No. I'm still learning, man. am still yeah. learning, but I know one thing. I won't see Johnny no more. WQAM, hello.
10: Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm Oliver Neil. Speaking. Hey, Neal. Uh, first of all, I have a suggestion for the poll and a, and a comment. I'm in Naples, and so thank you for being on the air. You're the only one that keeps my sanity. they got every white-wing moron on the radio here all day long.
0: Exactly, every white wing uh, moron. You got it. Who is the who is the uh, suggestion? No- Nostradamus. Nostradamus is great. Right. That's the word. Never... Right. Exactly. Thanks a lot, Pally. Thanks. See you. Nostradamus. In mm-hmm. fact, I actually thought of that yesterday when I put this pool thing on there, and then uh, I slipped my mind. I had more important fish to fry, like trying to stay above uh, ten degrees below uh, zero. Wow! With the power out. You know, if I had to choose, and uh, I'm sure we've done this poll before, what one uh, invention could you least live without? Right. We've done uh, something like that. Electricity. Right. Well, (laughs) because all of the things that it uh, powers. Right. Anything else. I mean, I don't know. Too many people got a battery-operated TV. Right. We have battery-operated radios, but, uh, you know, who the hell cares about radio anymore? I mean, radio is like a dinosaur. Exactly. Especially AM radio. Right. Oh, AM radio is history. Get rid of it. But seriously, I mean electricity. When you're without it, and then of course you start thinking like, well, how how did the Greeks and the Romans in the old time in the, in the, uh, back in colonial days and all through history, how did people survive without electricity? They had ways. No, and then, seriously, don't you ever wonder that? I, I've
11: I've experienced it because I didn't have a TV when I was a Christian all those years. So we do it. You
0: didn't a, have a TV when you were a Christian? That's right. So I'll tell you how <laughs> we survived. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, a lot of heavy petting. Wow, you must have really been. They must have had your brain uh, inside out. Yeah, but I, uh, I got better. You're like when well, you put a pair of underwear out of the drawer in the morning and like it's inside mm-hmm. out, and you got to like turn it back outside in. That must have been what your brain was like. I came back. There ain't nothing like being a Christian, baby. I'm not talking about just an ordinary pedestrian Christian. I'm talking about Hard a real brainwashed, a real <laughs> Christian. Wow. We have people. To Q-A-M. Hello. How about
10: Jerry Garcia. He's been on tour for about thirty,
0: man. <laughs> I would think that I think that's a good choice, don't you? Sure, why not? Jerry Garcia Oh, you're eating on the air again Sorry, so good I'm, I'm not thinking about food I had Ruth Chris last night Big, big fat meal Although, uh, I'll tell you, you know That's one thing about a meal like that Onion soup Spinach all rotten And a nice big juicy ribeye steak Doesn't, your blood sugar actually is uh, stable Doesn't do anything Because there's there was right. no uh, crap not, in Not it, a whole lot know? of carbs No, no carbs Maybe a little in the uh, cheese Or the uh, spinach why well, sure we like spinach au gratin? Not like plain spinach. Although spinach with butter is okay. okay. You don't like spinach? Not at all. Or broccoli? Right. I like them both. Broccoli au gratin, which they also or have or on a menu with Chris. Chris. Right. They got a real good Ruth Chris here in the Hilton Hotel in Toronto, also in Mississauga. The one in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, well, WQAM. Hello.
10: Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Katie Kern's cute as a button, first of all. Sam Kinnison for your list, and Robert Creepers. A- oh no! Wow.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Robert Creeper because George and I were conjecturing before the show this morning. The rumor is that from now on, Robert Creeper is going to negotiate all new contracts for the uh, talent of the QAM. It'll have just as much oomph, just as much clout as when Greg (laughs) negotiates them now. None. Yeah, when you shake Robert Creeper's hand on a deal at QAM. In fact, tell uh, Hank and the Mad Dog, if they want to get their deal finalized the way they want it, just make a deal with Robert, have their lawyers it up, and have a place for Robert to sign it. It'll have every much the impact and the clout that Greg Reed's signature has now, even with the even with the squiggle. When in doubt, they throw it out. You're out, Greg. WQAM. Hello. QAM.
8: The
0: yes, Elena. Hank. I'm I mean, What? Neil Rogers. Neil Rogers. Hank. Back. Mad Dog. Greg Eddie K. Gildy. Mo. What do you got, Pally? When in doubt. Not much. Five six seven oh five sixty. What a what a moron, man! What an imbecile! What a, uh, just? Uh, why did you pick up the phone? Why did you go to the effort of having somebody dial the number for you? Okay, you just can't cut it, man. It's a, a task as simple as that in life, and you just can't get the job done. Just when in doubt, spit it out, baby. Spit it out. WQAM. Hello.
2: Hey, Neil, how are you doing?
0: Pretty good, Pally.
2: I've got two
12: religious figures that haven't been touched on for your poll, but first I'd like to say that Jerry Garcia and Sam Kennison made their mark long before their deaths, and I think some of your listeners are getting off cue as people that yeah, seem more Sam famous. Sam Kennison
0: is not, uh, who the hell cares about Sam Kennison now?
12: Well, uh, the, my two for the poll but, are... But
0: wait a minute, Jerry Garcia, I think that I think that thanks to Ben and Jerry's and like Jerry Garcia, I think that, uh, I don't know, I think the Grateful Dead are like uh, bigger now than ever.
12: Yeah, or this be. is true. But the two that I have for the poll are. By the, the way, David you hear Johnny Schiff. Carson died? Uh, yeah, matter of fact.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Who you got?
12: Uh, David Koresh and the Reverend Jim
0: Jones. Excellent. Oh, Reverend Jones. That that one too. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, you. No, bye. Okay. Okay. We'll David Koresh, pitch. you got it. Yeah. And Reverend Jim Jones. That's the Kool Aid guys, mm-hmm. as opposed to the other Reverend Jones, who called the last caller on Hank Show today. You better like. You're gay. Yeah. You better start giving them a little yeah. heads up there on uh, some of those chronic callers. Well, we listen. Who, huh? If we would listen. What do you mean by that? Well, we had already potted it up. The caller was on the air. No,
11: but from now on, we'll have to listen earlier.
0: No. <laughs> I mean, nothing personal with Hank. We just don't listen to sports shows. We don't listen to any show. When Stern was on, we don't have time to be listening to the morning show. We're too busy uh, spreading evil rumors about QAM. No, not even. Just, just truth. <laughs> Absorbing them. Yeah, we don't need any uh, rumors. Just the truth. I think the only question about today's poll is who's going to be in second place, who's going to be right on Jesus behind. Because Jesus has 160 votes, there ain't nobody can touch Jesus. They might want to touch that shroud of Turin, or maybe that toilet tank that uh, his daddy signed. But he can touch you. Jesus, 160. Elvis, 31. James Dean, 29. We got a good battle there. And quite frankly, uh, who cares about the numbers?
4: Neil Rogers on five sixty QAM.
6: This is Mark Morgan. It's the twelve to one hour on QAM.
4: the wives he's had before. To all the women he's made sore, He threw them from his house to make room for Kamals. That billionaire playboy, man whore. To all the wives he's had before. That narcissistic bad haired boy. Without cash, he's a chum. I dare say Donald Trump would have no prayer in hell to score. God, rid of my life. Question that he'll have more Melania's number three But I can't wait to see
5: Who Trump
4: will pick as number four Who all the white people
0: I'll give you caviar, 12 02 at 560, WQM. Happy Monday. Don't believe any of that crap about this being the most depressing day of the year. That's only for the Brits, okay? And what do the Brits know? The Brits don't know Schmidt. Well, actually, they do know because that's probably their last name is Schmidt, right? Right. As in Helmut Schmidt. Things like that. 5670560, 0560, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Ridal Sons. We're taking congratulation calls for the Patriots' tremendous smashing victory over the. Uh, Steelers last night, forty-one to twenty-seven. Even though it wasn't that close, this final score was not indicative of the game. Is that correct, Josh? Very correct. Because they gave the gave. I don't know what the hell they did that for at the end of the game. They just basically like backed off and they said, oh, well, let you go down the field get another touchdown, so you don't feel so bad. And that, not the way it looked. Pretty much. Now what was that? They were like playing no defense. They just, uh, <laughs> it was like a scrimmage or something. When he threw that touchdown pass in there, it was like, uh, okay, well there you go. There's one for you. Now let's get this over and go go get the trophy again kind of strange. WQAM, hello. Typical oh man, Rod Serling. WQAM, hello. Hey there. JFK. Yes, sir. Who is it? JFK. JFK was a more popular, uh, yeah, I would think yep. so. He's only president less than three years. You're right, okay. JFK, you got it? Mm-hmm. Good choice. That is an excellent choice. Yes, it is. WQAM, hello. I got another one in the same genre, by the way. What about Martin Luther King? <laughs> okay. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would. Junior? <laughs> WQAM,
10: hello. Um, Ernest Hemingway.
3: Ernest anyways. Uh, um, yeah,
10: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm
3: not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
10: Just for that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular wireless line. Whatever you say. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Mariconson. WQAM. Hello. Nail, when it comes
10: to that football game, you had your finger right on it. And the result yeah, of the game, too.
0: Uh-huh.
10: Uh, you know, I can't wait to see him run up the score again so we can see that sour puss of Coach Cower. What a clown.
0: Yeah. something wrong with him. Don't, don't you agree? There's something definitely wrong with him. And Josh says, oh, just because he's got that, uh, well, what did you call it? Scowl? Emotion? Emotion? Yeah, emotion. It's not just emotion. It's like emotion. I mean, uh, you know, everybody's got emotions, but emotion like a crazy person. Like Renfield and Dracula, he had emotions too, but they were like a little over the top. You know what I mean? A little over the top. Right, but I think That's it's funny. funny. You think it's funny? Yes. I think it's, it's scary. I think he could be like the next Woody Hayes. He's going to like uh, belt one of the players one of these days soon. I could be wrong about that, but he just looks to me like a loose cannon man. He looks like a, a wild man. Plus, he's got a great record in these playoffs. 70 QAM. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir.
10: Go on for the poll. Okay. I'm Celia Cruz and I am dead now.
0: Oh yeah, my, my, huge. That's right. People so, had hey. never heard of Celia Cruz before. <laughs> you? Uh, oh, I see. Like like other Anglo people ever heard of Celia Cruz? No, we only heard about her during her death. Right. That's, well, that's the point. That's what the poll is. That didn't make her popular or big. Someone who became more popular after death. We didn't say big, but yeah. more popular. Yeah. No. At least in our crowd. Yeah, record sales took Get off. Get right around there. I beg your pardon? I said those record sales really took off. Not. More popular. We didn't say more profitable. We didn't so say well, sold more records. That's the measure of we it. We didn't say sold more movies. Uh-huh. Sold more on the DVDs and DVDs. Was we was on the news for more a week. That's popular. Well, how about this guy? Everybody with a show, we got Celia Cruz going on, okay? Put Celia on there. Don't be, uh, so, there. Cu- don't be so Cuban-phobic, what? whatever that is. Or like Stan Major would say, so heterophobic. What a <laughs> jerk! What a jackass! Five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singulardos lines. WQAM. Hello.
11: Yeah, Bob Marley.
0: Bob Marley is big now, man, Right. Yeah, Bob Marley. Man. Yeah, on. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, man. Right. No. Yes. Oh, okay. Hey, Scared me there. Bob Marley, no dude about it. Big, huge. I'll give you another one. Same genre. Jimi Hendrix. Okay. No. No, I do agree. What about Ted Hendricks, the, uh, what was his nickname? Played for Luke? the Colts. Ted Hendricks, the uh, hawk, the beak. Huh? Huh? Before your time drive. Football player, <laughs> He's football He's player. over there typing. He can't answer you. He, all right. He doesn't know who that is anyway. The stork, the beak, the hawk, the uh, something like that. Ted Hendricks. The pelican. That's it. Brief. WQAM, hello.
10: Hey, it's me. I was going to say Bob but How about Jimi Hendricks?
0: Jimi Hendricks is <laughs> a good one. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks a lot. Yeah. See, it's that psychic ability again. I have a feeling I know who's going to die yesterday. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, See how people take me for granted the fact that on Friday I had that story from the Inquirer? I mean, what are the odds? And remember, I was, like, oogling over that picture of uh, Jesse uh, Metcalf. Um, and then I turned around and I said, oh, I can't uh, I can't do that because the other side's got the big story about Johnny Carson's secret medical emergency. The beloved Tonight Show star was unable to breathe. And the fact that he's got this, um, after the medical drama, Johnny said, I couldn't breathe. I thought I was dying. Well, guess what? Guess what you were, Johnny? Absolutely correct, sir. Yeah, you were. You just didn't know it yet. Wow, what a, what a horrible picture photo of Johnny taken two days before his ordeal shows how bloated he became due to the illness, all puffed up like a bullfrog, just uh, looking really bad. Giving like a little wave there, just a little very low-key little wave like, I'm out, I'm, I'm out, I'm out. And guess what? What? He's out. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess who's going to be next. I hate to say it. I'm thinking... I'll give you a clue. All right. Uh, what's it called? Oh, here's what a greedy bastard. Oh yeah, really yeah. His age. Dick Clark baby. It. See now, I'm, 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 there's a lot of difference there. We liked Johnny Carson even if I didn't think his show was all that great and he was overrated. Uh, there was nothing not to like. You know, he was okay. He never stole a freight train. Whereas Dick Clark, we find out from Michael Moore after all of these years, had us buffaloed and thought he was basically a pretty decent guy. And I did like the damn pyramid show, the twenty five thousand or fifty or whatever it was pyramid. Uh, see now, I only watch the one that's got Bill Cullen on it. Now, why couldn't Bill Cullen still be alive and Dick Clark be did? Wouldn't that be justice? What are those things. Yeah. That's God for you. Didn't you like Bill Cullen? I, I realize it's... Uh, huh? He was fine. Yeah, he was good. He was, he was a game show host. In other mm-hmm. words, or a gay and a panelist. That was his thing. Like Kitty Carlisle. Right? Right. Who are some other game show uh, panelists, professional panelists? Arlene Francis. Brett Summers. Brett Summers. Charles Nelson Riley, Sure. Richard Dawson. Yeah, I game that show that every guy. afternoon now
11: we watch uh, match game reruns.
0: Right, Gene Rayburn? Show.
11: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: You know, oh, that, he, uh, that
11: show was kind of funny. Well, match back, game? I mean, I thought so back then, but you know how things
0: are. No, it is. No, it is good. Gene match game's still good to watch. Marshall Wallace was on there from laughing. Right. Every now and then. Uh, and right next to um, Brett Summers once in a while was her husband, husband, Jack Klugman, in the upper left-hand corner. He was there once in a while, back when he could still speak. Um, <laughs> another true. one, Betty White. <laughs> right. Right? Mm-hmm. White. Married to Alan Luden, who made a hell of a cough drop. And he also was gay. WQAM, hello.
2: Hey, Neil. I got, I have two for your pearl.
0: I okay. I
10: got Tupac Shakur. Got him. And then, oh, hold on. Then I got uh, Gordon got Gordon what?
0: What is he babbling uh, about? I didn't, I didn't understand a word. Oh, good. I think he said Gordon uh, Strongfoot. WQAM, hello.
2: Hey,
0: Neil. It was Jim Proudfoot. Yes, sir. Uh,
2: about I, I, Aaliyah, whatever the heck her name was, and Lacey Peterson.
0: I, Aaliyah? Not from oh, I, Aaliyah, Aaliyah.
2: Aaliyah.
0: Oh, Aaliyah, funny. Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Yeah, she's a big now, Aaliyah. In fact, they're showing her videos now, Aaliyah.
2: And one more thing. This Friday, could you read a story about Carl Rove, please? About what? Carl Rove. Well,
0: what do you she mean, you read can... a story about him?
2: See if you can work your magic on him like you work your magic on... Oh, I see.
0: Okay, I'll work on it. Thank you. Good idea, yeah. Like the one we did about Johnny. Yeah, Thursday I read a story about Dick Clark, and then Carl Rove, or that roving maniac. On Friday we'll put a we'll put a hex. How do you like that? And all week long we're going to talk about Joyce. Not that we wish you any ill health, Joyce, or anything like that, or that you should fall and break your neck or something like that. But you are definitely the chigger in our woodpile. I'll tell you that, honey. You come along, you know. It seemed to me they were like, re- even though they didn't want to pay anybody on time, other than that, they were fairly reasonable and they minded their own business over there on the West Coast in Naples. But once this broad came along, look out. Now she's going to you know, come in here and really be the bush boss. Yeah, and she's going to piss everybody off and turn the place into a nightmare. We don't need any more of this chaos, okay? There is a New Year's resolution for Beasley Broadcasting and Greg Reed. No more chaos in 2005, okay? Cut the crap now. Get it done. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, even though we've had, you know, the column, Sarney had a column and Barry Jackass Writes His Crime, and let me tell you, Barry, instead of wasting your time writing a whole article this morning about a station that nobody even listens to, that doesn't even show up on the ratings, doesn't make the needle move on a Richter scale, uh, you're not even coming close to getting the real, no matter how much they write about radio chaos and all the other stuff, you're not even coming close to the shenanigans and insanity that's going on in this company. A company, by the way, which is listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange, which passes itself off as a respectable, honorable company, and is like playing fast and loose with people and trying to like, uh, I-, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a bunch of sadists. Oh, you will sign this, and you will sign, no, we won't. Oh, you will do it, no, we won't. You'd have to be a lunatic to sign this swill that this broad is putting out. Oh, yeah, you got to be nice, and you've got to talk nice about this one, and be nice about that one. After six months of that, we wouldn't have anybody left listening. Why don't we just put the Joyce Fitch show on 24 7? What do you say, huh? I'd listen. Here's that bitch. Old Joyce Fitch. Here you go. Here she is. Got a theme song for her. what we got now we got a peeing contest between her and Greg. That, that's what it all boils down to. We got a, a power struggle going on and he's on the losing he's on the ass losing end right at the moment. His power it's like on Smallville, you know, when they right. bring out the um the kryptonite the kryptonite. When they they bring the uh, rocks out. I, 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 yeah, I, 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 and all of a sudden poor Clark, he's like uh, wimpy and limpy and uh that <coughs> wimpy limpy and not. And that that's what's going on at QAM now. I think once he, they cut his hair real short with a faggy Luis Miguel haircut, I think since then he's been impotent. He's been a very impotent guy in the uh, maelstrom of things. 1213 at 560 WQM. You know, IRS tax problems, there's no doubt about this. They have a way of ruining all aspects of your life. They take a toll on you financially, physically, and emotionally. You can never really forget about those IRS problems. They come back every morning when you wake up in a cold sweat, ready to like pee your pants. CPA Jamie Buckwald and the Buckwald tax firm will help end your IRS problems forever and give you back peace of mind. Which is why other top CPA and law firms refer their clients to the Buckwall tax firm when they have problems with the IRS. Why not avoid potential criminal prosecution? Get all unfiled tax returns prepared, even if you lost all your records. Now maybe you've got an IRS lien, a wage levy, or payroll taxes and penalties, or you want to settle for thousands less than you owe or need time to pay. Whatever your dilemma, the Buckwall tax firm will get that monkey off your back. They offer you a free initial consultation affordable and guaranteed fees, and immediate relief from IRS harassment. And best of all, you don't even have to go to those IRS meetings because the Buckwall tax firm handles all meetings and discussions. You don't even have to be there. So call them today and uh, get some help, okay? Throw out that life raft. Nine five four five seven five twenty eight hundred. That's 954-575-2800. Whether you owe ten grand or a million IRS taxes or anything in between, the Buckwall tax firm will help you out. Call them today for that free consultation. There is absolutely no obligation. Or visit them on the web at irsfreedom.com and stop worrying about the IRS knocking down that door. Call them today, 954-575-2800. You are
4: listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560 UAM.
3: You You know, in the state of the state, speeches over governors often begin by listing the accomplishments of the past year. Well, I will do the same. Last year, under my administration, we slipped into a financial black hole. And we have other good news. Ladies and gentlemen, I did not curb frivolous and shakedown lawsuits, and we cut the average wait time at the Department of Motor Vehicles to 13 months. Now that's terrific news. My colleagues, I say to you, this year, we must do two things further drive up the spending by billions of dollars, and further destroy the people's faith in their government.
4: Thank you very much, and God bless all of you. Thank you.
3: We're talking about documents, Jordan, 1217 at
0: 560 WQAM. Who best fits this description? Someone who became more popular after death. Got a good list going. I do not think we'd have this many people on here. you know? I guess we can right. get about 200 before list. we're done. Some of them even longer. Well, I haven't uh, seen all the ones we put. Jesus Christ 181, he's in a league of his own. Elvis, 36, James Dean, 34, Nicole Simpson, 29, doing very well, Nicole. Right. That's because we hate O.J. so much, like poison, man. Remember at Emerald Coast they got that duck with the hoisin sauce? Let's serve O.J. some duck with poison sauce. Marilyn Monroe, 15, Bruce Lee, 14, Kurt Cobain, 13, Jim Morrison's got 12. I love his cafeterias. Vincent Van Gogh, spelled embarrassingly poorly, 9, Tupac (laughs) 7, Patsy Cline, 7, JFK, 6. Anybody ever see Vincent Van Gogh? There he goes. William Shakespeare, five. uh, Copernicus, four. Uh, Buddy Holly, three. Buddy Holly should be doing much better than that. Are you smitten me? Buddy Holly's only got three. Come on now. Cracker, please. Wow. Frankie Lyman, three. Jimi Hendrix, two. Bob Marley, two. Martin Luther King Jr.'s got a pair, Jr. Jerry Garcia, two. John Holmes has got a pair. Freddie Mercury, two. David Koresh, one. Nostradamus, one. Bobby Darren one. And then none yet. Well, they just went on a lot of these. Aliyah, Celia Cruz, The George Protests. Ernest Hemingway, Reverend Jim Jones. Uh, why would you say Reverend Jim Jones is, like, popular now? Does anybody think he know who that is even anymore? Well, newsworthy. No one knew who
11: he was until the event. I think that's their point. Uh, not that anyone's understanding this
0: question. The Three Stooges and Alfred Hitch- Hitchcock still got it. Oh! I can't believe that. Alfred Hitchcock still don't have any? It's like they still don't know who he is, even though he is dead. I see. No, I see. I'm not just talking about... Uh, obviously, we're talking about his movies. Now, the TV show right. was... You know, that was all right. But the, the movies the movie. all the great movies which became mm-hmm. cult figures yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, Psycho and uh, rear window and uh, a stranger on right. a train and oh is in these rope. great uh, Hitchcock movies Rope vertigo Smoking a rope vertigo Jimmy North By Northwest right James Ca- I mean uh, Cary Grant mm-hmm. they're all very saint what they were all great. They were all great and now you'd like turn on any of your movie channels on there on your TV and uh, there they are over mm-hmm. and over again and you can't watch them too much if one of them comes on you can't shut it off. It's like the Godfather. If Rear Window comes on there, I mean, can you turn that off? No way. No. I Jimmy it. Stewart. Just a month Grace ago. Kelly, I it again and Raymond Burr. Mm-hmm. Raymond Burr, who is gay. That, yeah. I had no idea.
3: WQAM,
0: hello. Hi. Neil? Yes. Yes, I uh, uh
10: Jim Croce. Oh, there
0: you go. I love
6: that. I love Jim Croce. Was, That's perfect. Uh, he
10: was listed on National Lampoon as uh, uh, most famous dead musician.
6: Right.
0: He was a real smooth operator, I'll say that.
10: Exactly. Thanks a lot. Bye.
0: See ya. That's a good one, Jim Croce. Operator, right. perfect. Huh? Yeah.
11: Matter of fact, yeah, a lot of this stuff is was released uh, wasn't released until he was dead. Really? Mm-hmm. His wife oh, released man. it. She released it after his death, after his crash. Maybe
0: if she released it sooner, he might have stayed alive. <laughs> WQAN, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing okay.
10: How about for your list, uh, Salino?
0: There you go. Perfect. That is. That's a good one. All right, Neil. Nobody ever heard of Selena until all of a sudden uh, she was dead. Now, calm down now. I was a little carried away. Selena. Mm-hmm. How about Aliyah? We got Aliyah? We got Aliyah. She didn't have any votes yet. Poor Aliyah. Won't see her no more. And guess what? In case you tuned in late. Yeah. Johnny. Here he is.
5: Oh, rock
0: solid. He's still dead. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, I wanted to speak with him.
0: You. You're speaking with him.
2: Oh, uh, I got a
12: name
0: for your poll. Okay. Selena. Selena was a fantastic choice. Thank you. Thank you, and have a great day. You too. What about Selena, George? I don't know. You seen her? Selena? <laughs> Nothing could be Mina <laughs> than day with old Selena. That's because she didn't smell too good no more. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, how about Leonardo da Vinci? Da Vinci is fantastic, just like uh, uh, Vincent van Gogh.
10: Exactly.
12: And uh, I think uh, I'm giving a prediction for the Super Bowl. Our Patriots are going to probably win 35-10. Uh, to 10.
0: Sounds like a wiener to me.
12: All right, buddy. Take
0: care. Thanks, Pally. Bye. See ya. Although, T.O. is coming back supposedly for that game, right? I doubt. it. I thought they said after the uh, game yesterday he was coming back.
7: Well, that's what they say, but I doubt it.
0: So, in other words, you got the inside track, you got the inside info? No, but, I mean, mm-hmm. he did,
7: you know, break it, break
0: a bone. So yeah, he broke it. it takes time. Now, I think, uh, what's your name broke it? Nicola and She broke it. And they, uh, anyway. Uh, you see where I was going to go with that, and I better not. Yeah, you just stop. Oh uh, yeah, uh, In the extreme. Wait. No, but seriously, I don't think if he played, it makes that much difference. Just like you know, all the great running back, the other, uh, running game of the Steelers yesterday, and all this other crap. Uh, they were humiliated, degraded, and embarrassed. To be honest with you, the Patriots made them look like an in that, uh, like just another pedestrian team. They just why would they mopped up the field with them? That was it. And I think they'll do the same thing with Donovan McNabb and with or without T.O. and all the other highfalutin. They're just another one of those hotshot teams du jour, as they're now saying in the uh, Boston Globe. First it was the Colts. Then it was the Steelers. Now it'll be the uh, Eagles, you know. And I'll say it again. Just uh, even if the Patriots weren't playing, whoever would be playing in the AFC, I'd root for them against the Eagles because they're their fans there. Oh, man. They are just obnoxious and disgusting and grotesque. Always have been. Just ask Mike Schmidt. He'll tell you. Or anybody else that ever played in any sport in Philly. Brutal. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Name for
12: your poll and also a comment about a statement you made earlier this morning. Go right ahead. The name for the poll,
10: John Lennon. Uh,
8: uh, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know.
3: That's, that's marginal.
12: Okay. And you made a statement earlier this morning. You and
2: the guys were talking about how they were upset about the Patriots winning again and this and that.
10: Yet none of the Miami fans had a problem when Dallas was a dynasty when Joe right. did, and Washington Redskins were a dynasty of the Forty Niners. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, but,
0: but, but see, there was no, there's no um, rivalry between Miami and any of those teams. There's no natural rivalry there. You know, and now we got two teams in the same division, not, not just in the same conference, but the same division. And uh, and the Dolphins have gone so sour. At the same time, while well, the Patriots now three out of four years they're going to be in the Super Bowl, and so it's just jealousy. You know, it's just rampant, insane jealousy.
3: That's
10: all it is, insane jealousy. You got it. Thank you. Have a good day. And back to you. Thank you. Boy, Bye-bye. Boy, that's
0: no IC out there, George. Holy moly. Otherwise. You can't see nothing out that window. Look at that. Well, as long as your power doesn't go out. Oh, no, that, that was yesterday. I, I can't even describe that to you. In fact, you don't I, got, have I don't want to Sit sound there. like I'm uh, patting myself on the uh, stomach because it's a big target. But how, I don't. Even, I kept thinking all day yesterday, there's no way I'm going to be working tomorrow. I just can't can't do it. And I didn't sleep well all night because uh, my whole system was like turned inside out from like... uh... In fact, I think maybe I might lose one foot from frostbite. Not really, but... And I'll be honest with you, I'd rather lose a foot from frostbite than be in South Florida. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) The snow. No, seriously, I really mean that. The snow, the cold, the uh, wind. It's not just the snow Mm. and the cold, man. It's the wind. It's the wind just blows, man. It blows. Wow. And so you might lose a couple of toes or maybe a piece of your nose. That's how it goes. Right, that's what they. That's what the hoes say. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. Yeah, that Manhunter is a pretty good movie. It was good with Brian Cox. But I still say I saw that guy. The guy that played the. Um, I'm gonna. The I'll research him right now because he creeped me out in that movie. Yeah, he's a very creepy guy. And then what about when he had the sex scene with that blind chick? What was that? What was that? That's see, I was I was watching pieces of it because by that time the game was basically over and done with. But I was flipping back and forth, so I didn't see like non this It'll be back on again.
11: So now you need to see Red Dragon so you compare them, so because they're actually a little bit different. They're well, which one
0: was first? Red Dragon the was first. The one you saw. Right? No, no, no. The one that you saw. Really? Manhunter mm-hmm.
11: was first, and then Red Dragon is a remake of that, but they changed it around, so it uh, it ends differently. Different things happen. But that's that's part of the story. That was all in the book. The blind check, the affair with the
0: blind check, and all that. Mm. Now, did she wind up alive? Did she come out of that thing alive? I ain't telling you nothing. Oh. No, that's that's okay. I'll have to watch it again. It has to do with the ending of uh, both of them. So. Huh. I'll be damned. Oh, at least nobody in this movie said, Dr. Lecter, Dr. Lecter. No, there, there was, was no Jodie No, Jody no, talking, thank God. Nope. no. No, this was, in fact, the uh, the write-up in the uh, my movie book just was glowing about a phenomenal, spectacular... Uh,
11: it was right. good. Oh, as a matter of fact, you have to see the new Red Dragon because one of your favorite uh, character actors is in that. You know the reporter that uh, wound up in the wheelchair? The
0: reporter the that Philip, Seymour, up in Philip a Seymour Hoffman, I think is the guy's name? What, what do you mean he no, wound no, no, up no. in a wheelchair?
11: In Manhunter. Oh, you didn't see that part? Uh, yeah, I saw the part oh, when okay. he was
0: sitting in the chair and he said, Please let me go. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So in that was new... Philip Seymour no, Hoffman? No, no, no.
11: In Red Dragon, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman.
0: Oh, I see. Because I thought, boy, he sure changed. He and, sure uh, felt the and change. He
11: likewise does a very good job in that movie. It, like yeah, he's, always does. he's a good actor.
0: Very good. You'd also enjoy him as Freddie in The uh, Talented Mr. Ripley if you'd ever watched that movie? What of these days. Freddie. It's a little. uh yeah, Freddie's not gay, though. He's got girlfriends all over town. 27 past noon at 560 WQAM, when you shop for quality footwear, what story immediately should come to mind? Brandy's, you got it. Remember that song, Brandy, by... um, Looking Glass. Looking Glass, very good. I never would have come up with that today, I don't know why. Got Mm. more, bigger fish to fry. Huh? Frostbit head. Is that what it is? Yeah, but I came up with that Sarah McIntyre from Guiding Light and Kevin Bacon. Anyway, Brandy's in Pomodoro Beach is just unbeatable because they give you the combination that everybody's looking for. They take good care. Of you make sure you get a perfect fit every time because their salespeople, uh, you know, they take the time to make sure of that. And number two, they give you unbeatable prices. And number three, the top quality names in all your men's and women's shoes Rockport's, Forsheim, SAS, Spurry, Timberland Naturalizer, and lots more, which is why Brandy's is still going strong while others are coming gone. Zillions of them. Brandy's is open every day of the week, Monday through Saturday, 9 to line, every Sunday, 10 to 5, and you'll find Brandy's shoes at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. It's always worth the trip, and this week is a great time to buy New Balance, which everybody with a brain loves New Balance shoes. They're fantastic. This week at Brandy's, save up, save up to 20 bucks a pair on great New Balance shoes. So be sure to come into the store this week, or you can do your shopping online at Brandy'sShoes.com.
6: In the first interview she's ever given, Amber Fry recounts her entire
8: tortured relationship with Scott Peterson of romantic gifts, pillow talk, and lies. It ended in a courtroom, but it began with a blind date.
4: He opened the door. I thought he was handsome, and he just wanted to
7: fuck
4: and nothing more than that. So I thought, wow,
7: okay. Scott had told Amber
11: he was married and tearfully declared his love for Lacey.
4: You know, he's sitting, you know, right in front of me here, and we're holding hands, and he's like, you're not angry? And I said, no, how can I be angry? I understand.
8: But soon, she came to feel she had a mission, to study ocean currents in San Francisco Bay and she bought a second-hand fishing boat.
4: I was going to do whatever I needed to.
8: The next day, Amber Fry, the other Mm. woman, dumped Lacey Peterson into the chilly waters of San Francisco Bay.
4: I know it sounds crazy, but I was thankful that there was a missing pregnant woman and nobody knew where she was at.
8: Is it fair to say, Amber, that you had had something to do with her disappearance? Yeah. Scott had nothing to do with her disappearance? Correct. What were you thinking at that time?
4: Um, She couldn't breathe. (laughs) and <laughs> i had a good feeling uh almost like putting salt on it
0: learned i'm dealing with a sociopath here
4: pretty much yeah
0: you know what's really good roll aids extra strength cool strawberry okay i mean i don't have indigestion or anything like that but it just i happen to have a big i just bought these because every mm. now and then you know you get like some bad heartburn especially when you have GERD and ibs i like the pepsi so I put it up. Just no, I'm not talking about for a harper. I'm just talking about like for a snack or oh, for candy. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just picked this up because I went to look out the window. Man, it is blowing snow again. What is this crap all about? You'd think it was winter or something like, like that. You'd think. So Tom Noonan is that guy's name? Tom Noonan. And is the, what guy's name? The
11: guy that played Hannibal. I mean, uh, the killer in Manhunter. Yeah. The Tooth Fairy, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah, like the really bizarre...
11: Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Tom Noonan, and he's been in a million things. I've seen some of these things, but I, I don't know if you have.
0: He's a very scary guy. Yeah. Like Luca Brasi.
11: Heaven's Gate, Willie and Phil, Wolfen, Easy Money, Eddie Macon's mm-hmm. Run, Best Defense, Man with One, Red Shoe with Tom Hanks. You must have seen that. No, oh, yeah. RoboCop
0: 2. Tom Hanks is wearing a red shoe. Apparently. I just... Uh, Was farted. that before or after he started eating them chocolates? <laughs> anyway, who best fits this description? Someone who became more popular after death. This is a good poll today. Somebody came up with that on Friday, right? Somebody called it right. in? Thank you very much. Four hundred and forty nine votes. The people with no votes yet, Alfred Hitchcock, he can't buy a vote. Ernest Hemingway, none, same person. C. Cruz and Aliyah don't have any, and John Lennon don't I say I don't know about the John Lennon one. I don't know if he really ought to be on there. No. Huh? I say no, no but what do I know? Well it's right on the borderline.
11: As I don't Madonna think so, just because they made a lot of news when they died, which he did, because he was so huge when he
0: was alive. Yeah, but he, he couldn't be any more famous than he was in life. So I, but we'll leave it on there and it won't get any votes. Bobby darren has got one. Salina's got one. Freddie Mercury's got a pair. John Holmes has two. Three Stooges two. Nostradamus, two. Um, Jerry Garcia's got a pair. Reverend Jim Jones has got two. The Reverend Jones. Martin Luther King's got a pair, Junior. Uh, Jim Croce's got two already. He just went on there. That's an excellent one. Frankie mm-hmm. Lyman, three. David Koresh, three. Copernicus, four. Buddy Holly, four. Bob Marley, four. Jimi Hendrix, four. William Shakespeare, five. Patsy Cline, seven. JFK, eight. Vincent Van Gogh, ten. Tupac, ten. Jim Morrison, twelve. Kurt Cobain has got... Oh, my uh, laundry's done on the dryer. Did you hear that? No. Kurt Cobain, 14. Marilyn Monroe, 16. Bruce Lee, 17. Nicole Simpson's got... About 30, man. Elvis, 38. James Dean, 39. See the battle, a desperate battle for a second. Behind Jesus, which nobody can touch Jesus, 203. You can be touched by an angel, but only pray to be touched by Jesus. Wouldn't you think? He can touch you. Can he? Isn't that what Linda Blair was saying? Now, let me ask you. So, after Jesus, uh, after this resurrection and he came back and uh, all of this good stuff happened, what happened then? He uh, he arose again. He ascended.
11: He left us? Yeah, he went back to heaven. But he'll be to back again for the second coming. He sits at the right hand of God and he watches right, all, all this what? fun stuff like tsunamis and happening, you know. He's there for moral support. Oh, I see.
0: Well, he uh, has wasted a lot of valuable time, I'll tell you that. He's your advocate, don't you know? He, is, he writes in The Advocate? All the time. He must be. Gay. Yay. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes?
10: You
3: forgot to put Biggie smells on there with poof duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
11: guy, know I just started?
0: Oh, God. WQAM, hello. Neil, Good I got one well for your poll. Uh-huh. Uh, Jimmy Hendricks. Jimmy Hendricks, excellent choice. He's already on there. 5670560. Oh, yeah, I just got through reading the whole night. Did we not put him on there? Did we fail to put him on? I'm sure we put him on, didn't we? He's on there. Okay, don't get defensive now, but I don't see it. I see it. He's got foe. He's got foe. Jimmy Hendrix uh, knows what foe. Yeah. Oh, Ed McMahon on Larry King. Did I? Interesting. No. No, I'll be sure to miss that. Here's Johnny. Here's Draconetti. Here's <laughs> Yeah, just for those American publisher sweepstakes or whatever the hell it is, that alone, it should have been Ed McMahon and not Johnny. We like Johnny. Ed, we could live without, you know? Piece of turd. WQAM, hello. Hey, Uncle Neil. Yes,
3: sir.
2: Happy, to
3: you. Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. First, for your fall, how about George Orwell?
3: George Orwell became very popular after 1984. That's correct. <laughs>
2: Uh, Neil, I, I wasn't able to get back to you. I got that Howard Dean information for tonight. Can I give it to you?
0: Oh yeah, go ahead. Well you were gonna fax it to me but you went yeah. right ahead. You're Wonder not gonna l-
2: listen to this. I got into a car accident on the way to of the office and and it was with a car that had a uh a W O four and uh they rear ended me. And my bumper not my bumper sticker but my window sticker said uh any Republican who votes uh Excuse me, any working person who votes Republican is like a chicken who votes for Colonel Sanders, and boy, did we get into it. Really? It was really funny, man. But do you still have that now, paper? Well, all those
0: right-wingers you? are a pain in the ass. Do I still have what?
2: That paper, So I call. it's still the same phone number, I think, man. All right, man. just
0: hang on. Don't get pushy now. I still have it here. I'm
2: very excited, Neil. Can you tell?
0: I uh, know. Let's see. Okay. Here's Howard Cosell for the pool. Exactly. I the poll like a week ago. Well, I got a whole bunch of crap here. Now, I did have it the other day. Oh, here it is. I got it right here. See? How do you like that? I love it. Because I love Howard Dean. <laughs> we love you, Howie. Uh, let's see. It says Bud Russell, David Sauceville, and Jim McDonald, who drives at Pompano occasionally. Not very well. Right. Uh, join them for reception with Governor Howard Dean, benefiting Democracy for America. And that's uh, tonight. Uh-huh. Yeah, let
2: me tell you again, the venue's Miami Beach, but uh I'll give you the number and you can cross-check it. It's 305, yeah, baby, 604
10: 1906.
2: Right. And uh, that's the number they can still call it at a set private residence, but uh if you could just plug it and give me a little uh Dini Dini screams, I'd love it, man.
0: Oh, wait a minute. What, what does that mean, a private residence? Not going to be oh, no, residence? no, no, no.
2: Yeah, it was at the Hyatt, I think, remember? No,
0: Sunset Harbor South.
2: Okay. Yeah, now it's uh, at a, at a on Pennsylvania Avenue.
0: Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue?
2: <laughs> yes, my friend. Yeah,
0: he only wishes he were on Pennsylvania yeah. Avenue.
2: Isn't that ironic? But yeah. it's at, at the. I can fax this. To I don't know if I'm going to get to the office. No, but you, know you
0: can't. No, you can't. Our fax machine's messed up. Uh,
2: 1545 Pennsylvania Avenue. It's in Miami Beach at a private residence. Oh. but the phone number is still the same. It's from the Sig- democracy. It's from the democracy Democracy for America website. If people want to go check there, they can probably find it there too. If they don't, you know.
3: Six to seven thirty tonight, and it says host
0: a hundred bucks, fifty dollars a couple, twenty five per person. What does that mean? Host. It's
2: still you, yeah. You got to pay to get in. You can contribute five thousand, but it is a pay event for the democracy. You know, democracy for America. It's a fundraiser. It's still six to seven thirty. It's twenty five bucks. You know, one person a Fundraiser
11: go, for what? Demo- for for democracy, democracy for America. For America. What, what is that? that's,
2: that's our dean's organization. Go to the website. Exactly. Go to the website, Neil. If you're feeling a little weary, but uh, that's his own.
3: Oh, I'm feeling weary, all right. Believe me, after
0: yesterday, ah! after uh, being freezing my ass <laughs> off my <in> tickets. <the> <laughs> Okay, good luck to you, pal. Say hi hey, to ne- Howie. We love hey, him. Hey, Neil,
2: Neil, did you bring one of your vets up to our, Toronto or no? No,
0: absolutely not. Do you think I want a car up here in the ice and the snow? I have to be a exactly. lunatic.
2: Exactly, brother. See you at the Sawgrass.
0: Okay, good luck, pal. I'll see you with the Castronova at the Sawgrass. <laughs> oh, I'll see you at the Eaton Center. You know what I'll be doing at the Eaton Center? Eaton. That's it. Yeah, I'm looking out there. It's not looking too promising. I think I may have to take a cab to get some of my duties done today. they got to, like, my rounds, you know, drop off a of FedEx here and a thing over there. Looking uh, a little on the blustery side. Remember Mr. Bluster? No. On Howdy Duty? <laughs> Come on. Do you remember the Howdy Duty show, Mr. Bluster? Princess no. Summerfall, Winter, Spring? No. Sure you do. Dayton Allen? No. Why um, I not? saw
11: some stills of the Howdy Duty show.
0: Yeah, they had a still. That's why Buffalo Bob always seemed juiced. They had a <laughs> still in the back. That's why I used to talk to puppets all the time. That corn liquor shirt sure is special. Yeah. Oh, look at this. It's the uh, Auschwitz. Remember, Prince Harry is going to be there. He's having a celebration. You don't understand it's like something somber and grotesque that they're coming. You don't understand he's having a party there. The royal family. Twelve forty one at five sixty W. In fact, I'll tell you what, since we worked so well on Johnny that's just called roll. How about few stories about the British Royal Family sounds About the Queen would be good, huh? Yeah. That old thing. That old uptight bag it was running around that little speaking of bags, that little silly purse. Oh, you see the thing? Oh, look at that. Look at, um, uh, what's that guy's name from the uh, Jewish? What, what his the, huh? Harry, uh, what's his name? Harry, what's his name? Harry Odzer. Eli, uh Elie Wiesel. Lord Are you looking at CNN nice right hair now? I am now. Look at that hair. Not what is that? Einstein, boy. Hey, Donald. Ellie Wiesel. <laughs> He's uh, from the, uh, <laughs> the Jew, Jew people. He says, what did you people think was going on here anyway? In Auschwitz. When you roast. Is that it? Now, I was starting to say something so important just until I got sidetracked there by Elie Wiesel, and I forget what the other was. Something, like, just cataclysmic. Well, I'll come back. Or not. 12.42 at 5.60. If I sound a little bit, first of all, the uh, freezing day yesterday, and then, of course, all of that news about uh, Hank and and, um, Joyce, I I cannot survive much more of this, you know. Even though I keep telling myself, okay, you got your deal done, they're actually paying you early now because they're sucking around so heavy duty with me after, like, uh, incurring my wrath. Um, But it's just hard to work in a vacuum, you know. What they're doing, the good people who don't who they, you know, they want to keep them around, but it's like they, uh, like keeping, you know, like you got a beautiful, I'm just, this is just hypothetical. If you had a beautiful, young, hot wife who was a great cook and a wonderful mother and all of these things and just kept beating the crap out of her for no particular reason at all, you know, like like an invitation to leave, which is what they do with Hank and a Mad Dog. There's no reason for it. Cut it out, Joyce. Stop the crap
11: now. Speaking of crap. Yeah, if you hear any background crap? It's the uh, fax machine getting worked on.
0: Who's working on it?
11: We're we're trading it out in order to get it done right away. Jose we're, over we're here from uh, is it we're swapping tech? it out? Printer Printer Tech in Broward County.
0: Oh, thanks to Printer Tech in Broward County, we love them profusely. Annie called
11: us. We'll give her a full on plug as soon as uh, they
0: fix it. You know, Good. know, as, yeah, as, 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 as soon as, as, they, do as do they fix it right, if they right. fix it wrong, we're gonna rip them an ass. 12.43 at 5.60 WQM. Hey, if you decided to start the new year off right and lose some weight, lose some weight like Ann Bancroft said in Fatso, and maybe you're trying to do it with the Atkins, the South Beach Sugar Busters, or some other low-carb, sugar-free diet, then head for to Delights of West Boca. I think that the Role aids I think it doesn't solve the indigestion. I think it gives it to you, but it sure does taste good. You can chew them, like, for hours. Even TV's biggest losers are following a low-carb diet, and their weight loss is absolutely incredible. incredible. For years, Delights has helped thousands of low-carb dieters achieve their weight loss goals. Delights of West Book is your low-carb, one-stop shop for the right supplements and best selection and best tasting low-carb foods. Stop in and try any of their over 1,200 low-carb products, like their brand new chocolate dipped cheesecake on a stick and their famous Carbolite Sauce uh, Serve Ice Cream. Their staff knows low-carb dieting inside and out, and they'll help you out. And they're open every day till 10 in the PM. And don't forget at Delights, their guaranteed lowest price policy on all Atkins. Carbolite and Purity Light products, the lights of West Boca will positively not be undersold. You'll find the lights on the northeast corner of Glades and 441 right next to Boston Market, or call them toll free 1 877 Low Carb, that's with a W in there, L O W C A R B, or on the web, lowcarb.com. The lights of West Boca, don't forget they're the official Atkins Retail Center.
4: A hammer, i in the morning. Paint <laughs> <Hank> Goldberg, <laughs> day <seven> to 10. <laughs> <laughs> Force Radio
8: 560, WQAS, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. George, I read that U.S. forces have discontinued their search for WMDs. Those weapons of mass
10: destruction got to be somewhere.
8: George, you promised you'd find them.
10: I will not rest.
12: Nope, no weapons over there. George,
8: what are you doing? No weapons over there. Uh, Mr. Bush, I'd switch the medication if I was you. George,
4: chill. Nope, no weapons over there. Lay down. Heel. Nope. Time out. No nope. out.
0: 1247 at five-sixty. WQ. I'm speaking of your uh, fearless leader. Global warming has already hit the danger point that international attempts to curb it are designed to avoid, according to the world's top climate watchdog. In other words, we've reached the point of no return. Although, of course, there is no such well, thing as global warming, right?
11: That's reassuring. No, Just can Do anything pinko. about it,
0: right? By Dr. Well. Rajendra Pachauri, the chairman of the official intergovernmental panel of climate change, told an international conference attended by 114 governments in Mauritius this month that he personally believes that the world has already reached a level of dangerous concentrations of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and called for immediate and very deep cuts in the pollution if humanity is to survive.
10: Oh, my God.
0: Huh. His comments rocked the Bush administration, which immediately tried to slap him down, not least because it put him in the post after Exxon, the major oil company most opposed to internationalized on global warming, complained that his predecessor was too aggressive on the issue. In other words, they put him in there thinking he was going to be a softie and uh, do a little cover-up like his predecessor, uh, and uh, he's even uh, more aggressive. They just can't get everybody to lie for him. What a shame. Kind of like sounds like Greg. A memorandum from Exxon to the White House in early 2001 specifically asked it to get the previous chairman, Dr. Robert Watson, the chief scientist of the World Bank, replaced at the request of the U.S. Uh. The Bush administration then lobbied other countries in favor of Dr. Pachauri, whom the former Vice President Al Gore called the Let's Drag Our Feet candidate and got him elected to replace Dr. Watson, a British-born naturalized American who repeatedly called for urgent action. Remember Dr. Watson, 221 B. Baker Street? No. But this month at a conference in small island developing states on the Indian Ocean Island, the new chairman, a former head of India's Tata Energy Research Institute at TATA, (laughs) Tata, (laughs) Now, I could say another way about it or not. Um, Himself issued what top UN officials described as a very courageous challenge, he told delegates. Climate change is for real. It is real. We have just a small window of opportunity. It's closing rather rapidly. There is not a moment to lose, said Watson. And Holmes said, the needle, Watson, quickly, the needle. Afterwards, he told the Independent on Sunday that widespread dying of coral reefs and rapid uh, melting of ice in the Arctic have driven him to the conclusion that the danger point the IPCC had been set up to avoid has already been reached. In fact, Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose were singing in the background, Too Late to Turn Back Now. You think? Right. Reefs throughout the world are perishing as the seas warm up. As water temperatures rise, they lose their colors and turn a ghostly white. Partly as a result, up to a quarter of the world's corals have been destroyed. And in November, a multi-year study by 300 scientists concluded that the Arctic was warming twice as fast as the rest of the world, and that its ice cap had shrunk up to 20% in the past three decades. It's, uh, isn't it great that the Democrats did such a good job of making this a key issue in the mm-hmm. election? And of uh, pointing out this to the American public, not. The ice is also 40% thinner than it was in the 70s and is expected to disappear altogether by 2070, which that's like uh, 65 years from now. I'll be dead. And you will, too. You, too, Josh. Maybe not. You will. And while Dr. Pachari was speaking, parts of the Arctic were having a January heat wave with temperatures 8 to 9 degrees centigrade higher than normal. 8 to 9 degrees centigrade higher, not just Fahrenheit, which is more, much more. Right. He also cited alarming measurements first reported in the Independent on Sunday showing that levels of carbon dioxide, the main cause of global warming, have leapt abruptly over the past two years, suggesting that climate change may be accelerating out of control. He added that because of inertia built into the Earth's natural systems, the world was now only experiencing the result of pollution emitted in the 60s, and much greater effects would occur as the increased pollution of later decades worked its way through. He concluded we are risking the ability of the human race to survive.
10: Oh, my God.
0: That's all a bunch of Tommy pinko propaganda. Cover it up. That's what your friend Bush says, that good, devout Christian. At any rate. Now, what's this thing that you just sent me here? What? I
11: actually sent you something? Yeah. Well, that's exciting. That means the fax machine's working.
0: Although there's a page here that says, uh, "This must be your setup thing on the uh, SN there." Okay. <clears throat> send error report for the Neil Rogers show, something like that. What right. is that? That's well, a, anyway. A but here's the page that came through the filmography for Tom Noonan. Right. That was our test page we were trying to send. Now you. what have I seen him in?
6: Oh, alright.
0: Um. Oh Wayne Dang. Excuse What's me. That? That's what it it's says here. To get oh, a 1999 it. Wang Dang. I don't think I've seen any of these movies, but I have seen him in something. Oh, the Last right. Action Hero.
11: Uh, I thought you saw that. It was
0: an all old movie. Manhunter. Uh, The Man with One Red Shoe. Tom Hanks movie. Ooh. Eddie Macon's Run. I don't think so. Easy Money. Willie and Phil. Are you sure? Heaven's Gate. Maybe I saw Heaven's Gate. Chris Christopherson. Oh, God. And a bunch of other stuff. Okay, well, I'll put that in the bottom of my pile. Right underneath uh, Johnny. 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 They're going to be, uh, let's have another panel. I'm going to have Ed McMahon tonight and 20 more panels on Johnny Carson. What do you say, huh? Uh huh. God, what a disgusting piece of turd you are, Larry. To know you is to despise you. How come I sound so filled with hate today? I think Joyce did it to me, you know? I don't know. I was in such a good mood. The Patriots kicked ass last night. Ow! No contest. It was just a, a Mechiah to watch it. Ow! Oh, it was great. Even after, like, thawing out. And of course, that great dinner of roots. Chris, what's not to like, right? Right. Nice big, juicy ribeye. Have you ever tried the cowboy ribeye? That's got the bone in, you know, the big, big, heavy-duty steak. No, I haven't. I mean, I that's for like before, real men. That's for big eaters.
11: I like fillets. No, yeah, it's like petite fillet, like for little ladies. No, not petites. Petite, petite ones.
0: Petite, like little feet. Five, six, seven. Oh, it's for little feet. Oh boy, if I ever hear little feet, if anybody ever mentions that again, why? What's wrong with little feet? Oh, I'm not talking about little feet on your legs. I'm talking about little feet singing. They're trying to sing. Yeah. Why, you like little feet? I didn't have a problem with them. Get out of here. That's because you never worked at Zeta with Petey Bouldry. He had a little feet obsession, man. He was obsessed with little feet. He had a feet fetish? Yes. Somebody QAM, Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir.
10: I have a corn sighting over the weekend. Yeah. I'm going through my dial, and I thought Defoe wasn't supposed to be on until tonight. But he's got that retread sports trivia show on already Saturday oh morning. Oh, my God. Oh, not
0: with a poly man.
10: Oh, where the, every answer to the first question is A. Oh, brother. Oh, boy. I almost pulled over the car and threw up.
0: Isn't that something? It must be part of his deal. Wherever he goes, he gets the whore of the Saturday morning deal with that trade-out show of his so he can pull another one of his uh, famous scams. That old... The engine killer. Wow.
10: The only difference is this one wasn't sponsored by the engines. It was sponsored by another uh, company or something. Another
0: scam, yeah. Okay, oh, thanks no, for the, the bad news, then? Pally. Thanks. I guess that guy's right. The radio pollution—see, it's not just not just uh, carbon dioxide. Maybe it's the airwaves that are polluting so bad. You think that could be it? Maybe that's why the whole hell of the world is going to hell in a handbasket. All this swill that's polluting coming out of your uh, speakers, coming out of radios. Of course, I don't think that would be it, because not too many not too many people are listening to these things that uh, like what he's talking about. Yeah, see, Barry Jackass, you're not fooling anybody. That 1,400 uh, goes belly up pretty much, and he's right in there. Oh, well, you know, they're facing problems with the the crappy signal that nobody can hear. And also ESPN 790 and, like an afterthought QM 560, that had the big numbers in the book on Friday, Barry. Big, humongous, smelly numbers. Huge, big, fat numbers, okay? And ESPN Radio, well, let me just say this. Yeah, like that. And I would play the fart sound, but we can't. Joyce i move yeah. the
11: microphone a little bit. You'll be. I mean, I'm
0: going to tell you, if they, if they didn't have Joe Rose, they might as well shut that transmitter off, okay? Stu Gatz my ass. Stu Gatz. <laughs> the, uh, the same drivel moving around from one spot on the dial to another spot on the dial. Uh, it was 60, 1,700, the fan, 1,400, uh, 790. Just all these same people. are wanted like Carl Foster, want to play radio, want to play sports radio. I'm a sports uh, expert, yeah. Stu Gatz and Daniel a bastard, okay? Oh, the Marlins didn't win a World Series. The Cubans, We we wanted the Cubans, okay? What a disgusting! I mean, it's, just, it's just incomprehensible. That would be like if. Uh, that would be like if. Uh, Who else he play for now, Jeff Garcia? The Browns. No, that's right. The Brownies. If the Browns won the Super Bowl ever, like in the next, well, of course they won't. But if they did, we'd like somebody. Jeff Garcia saying, "Oh, the Browns, the team didn't win it. The fags won. Yes. it. You know, it's a stupid thing like that, right? Wouldn't that be disgraceful and disgusting? I might be honest, but disgusting. The Browns." There are no Cleveland Browns. See, the, this is a, the old classic bait and switch. You know, get a bunch of people, put a certain uniform on them, and then like, oh, here, poof, you're the Cleveland Browns, you know? Poof. Like the Dolphins, uh, take a bunch of, uh, like, like uh, A.J. Uh, Touchy-Feely, put a uniform on. Hey, poof, you're a quarterback, huh? You know, like the quarterback i ever seen. Who's going to be the Dolphin quarterback next season, Josh? Probably him. Are, are you serious? <laughs> I would think so. Probably him, A.J. Touchy-Feely? You have to be kidding me. <laughs> That has to be a joke. (laughs) This is what the Nick Saban is going to usher in? That's what we have waiting I say we. That's what you've got waiting on you? Is A.J. freaking touchy-feely?
9: Oh, my God.
0: Exactly.
8: You are listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560 UAM. I'm up in Boca Tika slapping old women with painted lips around the pool. I listened to the Neil Rogers one to two hours. Yeah, I, I, I mean I listened to the Neil Rogers hair and balance one to two hours. Whoa, I just saw Brad
6: Pitt
4: Star starring and Troy.
3: Alright.
4: I was swarming.
3: Absolutely.
4: Cause I'm talking about his gorgeous butt. Brackham. Can't believe I saw his derriere. Yes. Back then number.
8: Are you sure?
0: Jared Lito I'll tell you that. Trust me when I tell you, or not, as the case may be. 102 at 560 WQM. I bet you got that fax I just sent back, right? right we're doing a
11: little bit of uh, fax machine cleaning in here with a really wonderful smelling solvent. Really?
7: Oh, are you sniffing it? Uh, You can't really help it. <laughs>
0: Printer <laughs> Tech Inc. is fixing our fax machine. Thank God. So I, they faxed this to me, and I faxed it back, and you got it, huh? Yeah. And there's actually something Great. else coming in there because it's starting to beep. Make those beeping sounds. Whew. As a matter of fact, yesterday morning I woke up about 8.30 in the morning... We and I heard beep, beep. And, I, and, of course, you're, like, incoherent when you wake up. But, like, like something had happened, you know, like the power went out. Because even though you're asleep, like when the refrigerator goes off or there's just that whole mm-hmm. sense of when the power is running. Sure. Or, like, the heat is on and all of a sudden, like everything goes. And you wake up. And I heard beep, beep. And it was the power pack here that we have in the studio, you know. Right. The battery pack that runs for, like, a half an hour. Remember that one time on the air? Sure. Brand, and then I had to do the rest of the part of the show on the phone. And that was the first inkling I had that uh, something was not kosher. And I looked out the window, and all the neon lights were not good. All the uh, stoplights, not good.
11: Hey, Josh, come in here and take a hit of this.
0: Wait, right. And you think people there don't the, do the four-way stop real good? Holy Toledo, man, as Rick Weaver would say. How's Rick Weaver doing? Huh? I'm ah. feeling no pain. Kind of like you know I can smell that on, on this page. <laughs> how's that possible? This is my paper. How's that smelling, <laughs> Contact high. Oh, no, it's Effects. Holy cow. Let's see. Here on PR Ralph, it says, His Facts, it says, I hate you and will tell you why. On Saturday, take the wife to 2J's Dilly, a great matzo ball soups away of lunch. Then she wants to go see the puppies. I said no, but 700. (laughs) This is great! It's the power of Neil, God. 700 bucks later. We now have two Jack Russell Terriers, and I have a drinking problem. <laughs> so I love the dogs. All thanks to you. There you go, P.R. Ralph, uh, be good to the dogs. You can call one of them Neil, one of them George. Thank you. I'm surprised you don't like Little Pete. They wrote a song about you. I don't like Little Pete. This is Batman and bathtub. Oh look and there's another system coming through. That's why I was blowing and snowing before, but guess where it's all going right now? You know something? See one thing I would rather be in Florida than uh, and I'd rather be anywhere than upstate New York. Upstate if Florida is the anus of the universe then uh upstate New York is like the colon. It's like the um uh liver. It's all so the sludge and, well, you know, the liver is like a cleansing thing. All the sludge yeah. and muck goes through your liver. That's upstate. This whole system, it's almost gone through here The snow stop. It's like about a 10-minute ordeal. Guess where this big blob of mung is going right now? Right at you, Toronto. No. That's oh. what I'm trying to tell you. It's oh, already gone through here, mister. Oh, it's sorry. going right to Buffalo and Rochester and Ithaca and Syracuse. Cuse, yeah. Oh, how does anybody ever survive growing up in upstate New York? Geneva, Canandaigua, Penyan, huh? Honeyoy Falls, Oneonta. Okay. Uh, All of these things. Albany, Schenectady, and you know what the other one? The part of the uh, Tri-Cities. Albany, Schenectady, and... Troy. Troy. Oh, Fredonia is Buffalo. And Depew and Hamburg. Anyway, here's a fact from Bill and Fort Lauderdale. Where the hell's he been lately? He says, although there have been many musicians and artists throughout history who have been more popular after that, I would say the one who became most popular after having practically no notoriety during his tragic life was Ludwig von Beethoven. Ludwig von. Good choice, Bill. Good one. Ludwig von. Duh. P.S. What does that say? I don't know. Got a screen. Oh, that's the uh, Jeff Garcia thing. Yay. Oh, do we still have that? Where do we have that Jeff Garcia dropout? Uh In the vault. You got it, Josh? Got a screen. You got a screen. <laughs>
11: hey.
0: You got it? No. No.
11: Oh. He's got a third floor. Why, we take port. it out? He just can't find no, it. No, he just doesn't remember what it was under. It's not oh. the BCS. Oh. Remember, you have to know the exact name of it. This in the is, is a
0: very, yeah. Thank God that Paxton didn't stick stickers with that. Remember that, that deal uh, when we first oh, went oh, to Paxton? I'll they tried forget. to peddle us that, that audio vault. And then remember when uh, when Greg first got the audio. Oh, well, we got the audio. Well, we were still playing mushy carts for like six months afterward. Like, oh, uh, 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 yeah, right. I uh, That was a, that should have told us everything we need to know. When we first started on this radio station, they were playing muddy old carts. I'm talking commercials. Commercials that people were paying a lot of money for. Although back in the beginning, the only thing we had on were like sports books and um, limp uh, unit uh, right. spots.
11: That, yes. That's it. Right, Male inadequacies. Right,
0: and that's all we had. They had nothing on the air, like Greg said. Uh, till you came here, we had no ratings. To which I said,
5: absolutely
0: correct, sir. But you might as well look that the Hopper and Mad Dog got big ratings too, because everybody loves them now. So you might as well want to take care of them and get that Joyce off their back and stop trying to play fast and lose with their lives. I think I think you're right. I think the Mad Dog's a lost cause. At this. I hope not, but I think uh, I think they've chased him away. I think he'll do the professional thing. He'll play his time out the rest of the year, and then he'll be gone which would be really sad. Elmer says, could you add, this is a very good one, Princess yes. Diana, and also a sports figure, Pat Tillman. That, those are both very good ones. Because unless you're a sports nerd, uh, whoever heard of Pat Tillman, right? I mean, he's a good player. Right. But most people certainly wouldn't have heard of Pat Tillman. But after he died in Afghanistan, he was like a superstar. Correct. Uh, as opposed to all these other um, soldiers who die in Iraq and Afghanistan. would be like three seconds. And I've got to be honest with you, as much as I watch CBS Evening News for years and will, uh, and very disturbing. Do you ever see the thing they do on their fallen heroes yes, in about I a quarter do. of yes. uh Yes. That's disturbing to me because it's like it, it, ca- it kind of like legitimizes the fact that these people are being made a human sacrifice. And instead, it's kind of like this glorious and, oh, they love their family and they love uh, football. Uh, yeah, whatever. You know, it, it's like legitimizing their death, like they fought for some glorious cause. They're just human sacrifice.
11: I don't know. I can taste a little bit of the backhandedness of that when they do it. They always close it by you know they you know their their friend says no uh, that, that's
0: way too esoteric. You think your average schmuck out there gets no. that? No, no. I think people. So maybe, maybe we're to getting that, but the average Joe out there is saying, like, "Oh well, isn't that something?" They died for their country. Yeah, right. Elmer says Princess Diana. We'll get back to you, Diana. Excellent choice, Elmer, and uh, he also Pat Tillman. You got those two on there? We got them. Now what the hell is that thing called? Princess. Oh, it's Di. Called Princess Di is gone. Is gone. There's Prince Harry again. Boy, oh boy, what a piece. Don't get in that Mercedes. No. Princess I, we're begging, please. Paparazzi's coming after you. You're gonna
4: crash into a wall. No more rich guys for you. I'm dying out of here. Princess I is gone.
3: Oh, Princess Die. Princess
8: I Di is gone.
3: She's really gone. Went into
8: a tunnel. Hello, wall. <laughs>
0: An extremely poor taste, but I love it. It's a 109 and 560 WQM. Speaking of women, Afghan women still in chains under Karzai. How do you like that? And here I thought that the Afghans, they had that wonderful, glorious election. Freedom we is on the march. away now. What? Freedom is on the march. Freedom is on the march. There's no question about that.
4: Men in chains, just the way I like it.
0: No, Jennifer, these are women in chains. Sharifa Dadakuda's two-year-old daughter, Krishma, uh, Krishna has never seen the outside world. She was born in prison. She'll be at least three when she's released her mother's crime running away from home. Kabul Central jail holds female prisoners whose only crime is the refusal to be second class citizens. Sharifa was twelve years old when she was forced to marry a 30-year-old man. thirty year old man. He immediately began prostituting her, but Sharifa was too ashamed to tell her family and he would beat her if she complained. After three years, she gained enough confidence to run away, but was caught 15 minutes from her parents' house by the Taliban. As a woman traveling on her own, accompanied by a male family member, she was committing a crime. When the Taliban realized she was also fleeing her husband, she was instantly imprisoned. She was released after six months before to return to her prison. A year later, she fled and was caught again, receiving a longer sentence, only this time, her captors had been installed by the American-led coalition. In President Hamid Karzai's Afghanistan, "Women are still imprisoned for running away from home, and it goes on, The story's on our website. Yep, they, they, again, the American uh, news media, they don't want to give you the real stuff. If you want to know what's going on in the world, look on the Internet, okay? Scour it. And especially for, uh, like, uh, websites from, like, uh, Europe, anywhere, anywhere outside of the USA, or a few of our ultra-left-wing uh, websites that actually tell a little bit of what's really going on. You really believe this liberal crap? Yes. Yes, I do. I don't believe it. I know it. I know it to be true. Just like you know Jesus walked the earth. Jesus Christ. In sackcloth and ashes. That it was Job. Was... No, it was Jesus. Who's with the J? Job. Oh. Job, Mama. I thought it was Joseph. His name was... He, he autographed that toilet tank. That's right. Yeah, he said, Thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs>
4: for my son. the uh, savior. For the stepson.
0: <laughs> All right, somebody step on him? Romans. How do you step on somebody when he's nailed that high up on the cross? No. First, you nail him down. Speaking of Randy Cross,
9: here's
0: Johnny. Now, let me ask you something. When he came back, when he, uh, this whole resurrection thing, did they say, here's Jesus? Did they do that? Yeah, they well, did. Wouldn't that have been great? If, if only Ed McMahon would have been there in those days, probably more people would believe that. Of course, look at how many people believe it now. All these right. 2,000 years later, they're hey, still believing in fairy tales.
11: Doubting Thomas was able to stick his fingers in the holes.
0: Yeah. Well, um, gay. Gay. Probably Jeff Garcia knows something about that, even though we don't have that bit. Let's see. Who best fits this description? Someone who became more popular after they croaked. Jesus, 243. Holy cow, Jesus Christ. Are you here again? James Dean, 44. Elvis, 42. Nicole Simpson, 40. We hate you, O.J. We Now, why couldn't it have been O.J. instead of Johnny Carson, huh? Here's O.J. Wouldn't that have been great? We'd have been having a party now. We want you to die, O.J., not just an ordinary pedestrian death. We hope you get run over by a Mack truck. I will take anything. And, uh, of course, if you get run over by a Mack truck, you could die, like, real suddenly. And we're talking about, like, long, slow, and painful. So, like, maybe just sever some artery or something, just bleed to death out on the highway, like maybe out on Sunset and Kendall. Colon cancer. That would be good. Elvis, 42. So James Dean is past Elvis. I think that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. Nicole Simpson, 40. Bruce Lee, 18. Boy, it's a big drop down after that. Marilyn Monroe, 17. Tupac, 15. Um, Kurt Cobain, 15. JFK, 13. Jim Morrison's got 12. Vincent Van Gogh, 11. Check the spelling. Bob Marley, 8. By the way, I don't want to get into a thing on the air, but uh, since I have no other way of doing it. Uh, this thing with Eric and these uh, stories on the website, I want to apologize to the audience. The fact that uh, Josh is having problems with Bell South or whatever, and so his um, home computer is like uh, kaput. Am I right? It's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's a piece of crap, and it can't, just like George was having for months and years. And so as a result, I've spent a lot of uh, time, I guess it's just practice makes perfect is the idea. So I email all these great news stories, and I spend two hours every uh, day, like even on a weekend, to send these stories. Then I find out that they never get on there because uh, Josh can't get them at home. And Eric, of course, he's busy uh, chasing around our um, beaded curtain thing, changing the whole deal around, as opposed to, like, you know, coming up with some way that we can get those on there on a weekend when I send them. So anybody that thought, boy, you have the same crap on here all weekend. No, we really don't. Well, we do, but we don't. You know what I'm saying? We do, but we don't. What he said? Like Jesus. He was the Savior, but he wasn't. See what I'm saying? No, I mean, they've been going up on the weekends. No.
7: Yeah, but just a no. little. Okay. No. <laughs> Trust
0: me. The stories, I didn't even bother sending any uh, for yesterday because there was no point. Because the ones I sent for Saturday never made it on there. You sent one, right? No, I did not. Now, I would send one story. You did? You are dreaming, Mister. You you must be hallucinating. You must have really had a wild weekend. <laughs> are you, would you ever believe that I would send one story?
7: I called Eric just to make sure, and uh, yeah, that's we were boggled as well.
0: For 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 Saturday, or for yesterday? For yesterday. I didn't send any for yesterday because Saturday's never made I sent a dozen for Saturday. And never got on there. So I saw. I thought to myself, well, first of all, how could I send it anyway? Because I didn't have any power here all day, schmuck. Hey, he can prove it, Mister Alzheimer's. Yeah. How do you like that? Got your I got many. I got five million witnesses here. We didn't have no power, so how was I going to send you a stories? No, huh? I mean Josh
11: can prove it. You got your email time and date coded. Right. <laughs> <laughs> pull
0: it up. <laughs> yeah. Pull this. Pull it out. 150 and Please don't. At five sixty. WQM. What was your New Year's resolution? Was it to lose some of that big fat flab? If you're sitting at your desk right now or in your car and you feel like unbuckling your belt because uh, June is busting out all over, or maybe you are. Maybe undoing that top button on your skirt like I've done. Maybe you've already done it. Balance for Life will deliver you five meals a day every day based on the wildly popular Zone Diet invented by Dr. Uh, Brian aberry Sears. Five meals a day and you still lose weight. Five feedings a day should satisfy even the fattest of the fat. And the best part of the deal is, Balance for Life is the only Meal delivery company to offer menu choices. Just go to balanceforlife.com on the web and check it out. Indulge yourself with all kinds of delicious goodies. Stay off at a baba ganoush and dig into these real good time. Blueberry pancakes, guilt-free cheesecake, yellowfin tuna burger, grilled filet with parsley potatoes, which I do like parsley potatoes, mm. and even a chicken a chicken and veggie pizza. And all you snowbirds in South Florida for the winter time, check it out, too, because they can tailor the meals to your specific needs, too. If you don't think you're overweight, well, maybe you're fooling yourself. Just take the simple BMI test at balanceforlife.com. Go to the bottom of the page and click on Body Mass Index. If your score is over 25, you are chubby, man. You need Balance for Life. So instead of waiting, if you really want to lose that weight this year, pull over to the side of the road, put that pen down right now, and get on the horn and the phone, too. Call Balance for Life, 866-225-4543. That's 1-866-225-4543, or like I said, on the web, balanceforlife.com. Listening to Neil Rogers, exclusively 560-QAM.
4: Newt Gingrich does the hanky-panky. Newt Gingrich has a stanky-wanky. Newt Gingrich does the hanky-panky. Newt Gingrich does the hanky-panky. He's Bill Clinton about it all the time yeah. They call him womanizing low like slime But these chicks, and girlies all around the desk That's why his shirt's on Dougie's hair is the best Who would have thought? whoever would have thought that All right, here we go, on the desk, let's go Oh, Mr. Speaker... Mr. Speaker, the committee would like to know, uh, are those high heel
10: shoes sticking out from under your desk? I see. Okay, then, uh, Well, the committee sees no impropriety here, and uh, there'll be
4: no further investigation. I saw him working on his pickup lines. Oh, God. You come here, often, baby, What's your say? A pretty young Republican and awesome... Baby, can I give you the phone? Who would have thought I never would have thought that?
6: Come here, baby, and meet the junior singer of the
4: house. New King, which does the hanky panky. New King, which does the
0: 120 at 560 WQM, a Romanian tabloid says it's fair to reporter for making up a story about a couple who named their son Yahoo as a sign of gratitude for meeting over the Internet. Do you hear this story? Not yet. Well, it turns out that uh, don't hear it because it's a, a hoax. Not that there's any hoaxes on the Internet. You don't understand that? None. It could never happen. He, they, uh, he made up the story that they named their son Yahoo! Earlier this month, Major Bucharest Daily, Libertatia, published a story saying two Romanians had named their baby Yahoo and printed a picture of his birth certificate. The news was widely picked up on the internets. As your president would say, the internets. It was the reporter's child birth certificate which he modified, said Simona Ionescu. Well, that's right. We had that on the other day, remember? Because I couldn't pronounce the name then right either. Um, we fired him. We fired it at the guy because uh, he uh, made it up. She said, Ian Garnon, who had worked for the paper for several years, had admitted inventing the story to look good. If it were real, it would have been a good story indeed, Ionescu said. said. Uh, garno was not available for comment. Well, cares? Okay. That's kind of a cute idea. Must yes. be really boring there, huh? Must be. Since Bella died, it just ain't the same as it used to oh, be in Romania. Oh, we can't talk. What do you mean? Here, this time. About boredom? Yeah. Oh, God. I'd rather go through the snowstorm again. I'd rather go through the uh, 12 hours without power yesterday and my frozen ankles. See, I still don't wear socks. I can't wear socks. Right. Because being diabetic, they mess up my ankles and cut off the circulation and stuff like that. So you no know, matter how cold it is, I don't wear socks. So yeah. not like my ankles and like, uh, it's like all reddish, you know, like maybe I got like freezer burn on my feet, you know? I see. You know, you know what I'm talking about? You ever right. had that? Yeah, well, don't do that. Don't do what? No, I'd rather have that. I mean, it's just a temporary thing. You smear some stuff on there, it's, they're okay. They're not. I didn't get like, um, you know, frostbite yet, yet. But yeah. I'd rather I'd rather have that than like you know, cut off all the circulation in my ankles. Well, you they know what Very warm boots that uh, that have nice linings. You do socks. Boots? Oh, get boots! Get out of here, man! No, you no, haven't little... talk about like, you...
11: big snow, uh, you know, tundra boots.
0: Yeah. Just boots? nice,
11: nice boots like fleece-lined boots. They'll feel good on your feet. And they'll be mm-hmm. warm.
0: You know what kind of person? I, I can't say it because Joyce would get upset. But let me give you a clue: the kind of person. You know that cat food, Puss in Boots? Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of person that wears boots.
11: Well, if I'm to not talking about regular there. ordinary boots. I'm talking yeah. about
0: in the wintertime to avoid like getting a little snow in your shoe or something like that. What's wrong with a snow in your shoe?
11: Nothing if you're not going to be out there a while.
0: Right. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon <laughs> singular wireless line. WQAM, hello.
11: Hey, how you doing?
0: Pretty good.
2: Uh, I got one for the poll. Is it a long wait? Or should
0: I just give it to you? Uh, you're on right now, man. You can't get quicker just than that. Just
2: Uncle Neil, it it's a sad one, but uh, Anne Frank.
0: Anne Frank. Mm. Yeah, very good one. Good yeah. choice and it's great and Prince Harry by the way sends his regards thanks
10: much. have fun Toronto
0: yeah Anne Frank who the hell ever heard of Anne Frank when she was up there in the... that would be in very bad taste if I played that, 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 uh, that what is that very, thing called? very funny bit called Jews in the Attic oh no in the tradition of the disaster musical
11: comes Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jews in the Attic the Anne Frank Diaries
0: you'll leave the theater humming those catchy tunes like no more beans I'm writing all this down don't flush till the Nazis go home. I'd turn in my parents for a stick of deodorant.
4: It's Jews in the Attic, the Anne Frank Diaries. CD available now.
0: Well, look at that. Uh, 10 to 2. I guess Muff must be sending me some of these ratings breakdowns now. Men 2554, we had a 9.6 year. And this is 10 to 2. Right. CMQ FM was 2nd, 6.9. IOD was 3rd, three. In spite of that humongous December they had, mm-hmm. which when the entire uh, winter book uh, is done, it's going to take three months for that to happen. But when that's done, that uh, December is going to drop off and disappear. So unless they can get a bunch more right-wingers to uh, wire their diaries like they did in December, that's going to vanish. Just smear it with some vanishing cream. Well, that's pretty interesting. Did you see it? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Now, let's see. What about Waxy? How about that Waxy, man? They're, they're kicking ass. Well, let's go down the list, okay? Hot 105, Big, 4.8. That was because that great lead in uh, Paul and Old Ron. Right. XDJ, Life, Coast, uh, EDR, MIB, Power. This is Men 25 to 54, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. WMXJ, Magic, 3.6. Not bad. They, they kind of hang around the same number until all, all of us die. Love 94, oh, jeez. Kiss, and uh, Party. Oh, brother. The party's over, Disney. I'm not even going to waste my time playing that thing. Uh, Zeta. Zeta's got a tutu. Right, Do you believe that? What kind of a name is that? for Once worn by Kimba, a big fat tutu. Once worn by big fat Kimba. They don't come much mucher than Kimba. AMR Radio Amor, one nine waves. INZAM one point seven. That's uh, that's the goddess, of course. <laughs> and Al Franken and Catherine Lamper with a one point seven share kicking ass. RMA, Radio Romancia suave. Radio Mambi, one five pretty weak. Y100, one 1.5. No, they're too old for them. Radio Ritmo is uh, down there, 1.3. Waxy, a 1.2. Oh, my God. How do you like that?
11: Tied for 25th.
0: Tied for number 25. Tied with WQBA no speaking in English, key. And uh, just, oh, I see, after that, KT with a 0.2. And W uh, and Radio FA, F-A point 0.1. WACC, WNBM and WNAMA—that's Mister Ego Station—have a I'll have oh, point. Oh, let me say it again. A oh, point, Oh, wow. And guess who doesn't even show up ten to two? Bill O'Reilly, the O'Reilly Factor. Oh my God! WFTL, eight fifty on the dial. Uh, does he show it off? No. Does he have like a point one? No. Uh, nothing. Maybe his big hour is two to three. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the O'Reilly Factor, my big fat ass. Oh brother. Not something. Talk about a hype job. And by the way, in case you missed it,
4: I'm dying over here.
0: Don't, 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 don't. he's still dead. 128 at 560 WQM. Hey, if you're less than 50 grand last year, you aren't making even chicken feed, man. You better get with it. If you did, then it's time for a career change. That's our suggestion. Pick up that phone right now and call the folks at Fast Train, toll-free 1-866-Fast Train, because these folks can have you trained and ready for a new high-paying career in just four. Short months. Fast Train offers high-demand, high-pay career training. If you love computers, ever thought of becoming a computer network professional, here's your chance to do it. Call Fast Train. Get on board. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. As Chris Moore would say, hot dog, hop aboard. The demand for computer professionals is an all-time high. And Fast Train, like I said, can have you trained and ready for that new money-making career in just four short months. Fast Train's got locations all over town, so there's about to be one nearby you. They're in Kendall, Miami, Pembroke Pines, and Fort Lauderdale. And Fast Train even offers job placement and financial aid for those who qualify, too. Day, evening, weekend, classes forming at Fast Train right now. So if you're sick and tired of working for peanuts, uh, here's your chance to get out of that dead end. Call Fast Train today, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN.
6: You're listening to Neil Rogers.
1: I like Neil's poll.
7: It's widely believed that uh, they fear some reports that might be coming out accusing one or the other of cheating or it might get uh, ugly in the press. So they wanted to come out unified and say we've decided to separate and we're friends and respect our privacy. Dooney,
5: they
4: were through. Jennifer and Brad who the fuck am I drunk? Cause I thought that they'd last forever Who's to blame? why they split? Did Angelina feel Mr. Pitt? Those cloudy lips, those shapely hips Man, I thought that they'd last forever Jen and Brad say that they still remain friends but that's what they all say, when a relationship ends, that'll change, wait to see, when they appear before Judge Judy, she'll say he had a stink, he'll claim she liked to drink, cause when it's over and
5: all said
4: and
0: That's what they say, 132 at 560 WQAM. Happy Monday to you. See, we're not going to get depressed anymore, but just because a bunch of silly Brits say, Oh, it's the most depressing day of the year. It's uh, just fine, yeah,
11: okay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're fine. You're silly bastards. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, let's see, here's the hour by hour with the uh, shower of power. 5 to 6 a.m. This is uh, the entire uh, rating period, yes. 5 to 6 a.m., a little on the weak side. Who the hell was on then? Sporting News Radio. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh? Right, wasn't it? Before Howard? We're talking October, November, and December, mm-hmm. Right? Right. So with Sporting News Radio, with a, a uh, 1.6 share. Pretty weak. Very weak. Then, look at that. Stern comes on there at the 6 o'clock. A 7-point. Oh! Nice going, Howie. Thanks, by the way, for bringing some people back to AM Radio, Howie, before you left. Then in the 7 o'clock hour, Stern had a 7.7 7 share. In the 8 o'clock hour, 6.5. 9 o'clock, 6-1, 10 o'clock hour, we come on sometime in here, 8.6. Oh! 11 o'clock hour, 10.3. Oh! Noon hour, 9.8. Oh! One to two hour, 9.8. Oh! Two to three, look at the mad dog there, 9.4. Oh!
4: Oh! Oh! Oh!
0: Three o'clock hour, 8.4. Oh! And before we go to Hank's four to seven, keep in mind that uh, somebody was
3: on there for uh, do, 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 know, do. six
0: weeks while Hank was getting that ill-advised suspension that we paid a price for. It wasn't just because I got all the white diaries in December. We got screwed in December. Uh, if if just Hank would have been on a whole rating period during the afternoon... Uh, we'd have made the full bonus for you know what I'm saying? Us and the station. Mm-hmm. Are you second guessing people again? Yes, because Mad Dog's got a nine four and an eight four, and then at four it's a five, point, oh! five o'clock, 4.9, 6 o'clock three five, and then uh, after that in the tank. But how do you like that? How do you like our numbers there, huh? Eight six ten three yeah, nine we'll eight nine eight.
11: We'll settle for these mediocre numbers.
0: Yeah, we'll settle for these mediocre numbers. How do you like that? The overrated Neil Rogers show, right? That kicks some serious fat ugly ass. With these numbers, like I told you, I'm just preparing you for the, because, uh, you know, when you're a student of this crap, when we lose October, we're going to be settled with that grotesque December. And it wasn't like September. It was not, not good. Weak. See what I'm saying? Right. Still. still. But still, eventually, when a whole winter book comes out, that December will drop off right at the end. <laughs> just like that. Drop right off, like a zip. Uh-huh. Right on the flow. So there's some pretty interesting numbers there. So Stern was doing fine, but uh, what, what can I say? That's what can fine. we say about that whole deal, huh? The whole deal was just uh, ill-fated from the beginning. And in spite of the fact, well, I don't want to go through it. Five six seven oh five sixty. What's the point, huh? Beating a dead horse. Hey. Don't forget, Ed McMahon is going to be on with Larry King tonight. A couple of old farts uh-huh. make me feel like a teenager. Those two. I guess probably Ed would have been on the panel last night, but they probably had to sober him up first. <laughs> WQAM. Hello.
2: Yes, uh, how you doing, Neil?
0: Pretty good, Pally.
2: Yes, I go back to the days before uh, Madeline O'Hare and right. um, Al Frantel. Madeline I remember O'Hare, seeing, rest in
0: pieces, right.
2: And I remember seeing you, like, at uh, the donut shop and Sonny's uh, Cod Shop on um, Sunset Strip.
3: Sonny's Cod Shop?
2: Yes, on Sunset Strip in University. Never heard of it. Oh. Well, anyway, um, I got a couple of good ones for you. Okay. Rex Traylor, the cowboy, and Major Mud the astronaut.
8: Thank
4: you. <laughs>
0: Just uh, forget about it. Oh, okay. W. K. Heard hello. Heard. Hello,
2: Neil. Yes, sir. Hello, Neil, uh, how you doing? Uh, I got two for the poll. Okay. It
10: is Lacey Peterson. Yeah. And Bobo the Tiger.
0: Okay. I think the last two were calling from the same uh, ship, weren't yeah. they? Like right on the edge of the stairs. The same bar. Right. Five six seven zero oh, five. And you notice they all have a pair. They all have a pair which best fits, who best fits, not uh, what 20 people, you know, not uh, list, list all the dead people you can start from A to Z, A to Z, but, uh, you know, who best fits the description. But that's okay. We're in the uh, waning moments anyway, aren't we? not waning? Yeah, it's waning. Now, if I looked at these numbers and I thought to myself, oh, well, we might lose the Mad Dog, I think I would do, I would get on my hands and knees, just like they just about did with me. Oh, please don't send those checks back. Please, can't we get this deal done? I would do the same thing. I would, if I were Joyce, I'd be in there on my knees at 2.01 this afternoon, actually at 1.59 before that show starts, and licking his, Mad Dog's knees and ankles and anything they could and saying, can't we please, whatever you want, we'll word it however you want, and we'll even up the ante a little bit, and please don't go nowhere as please. That's what I would be doing right now. And then tomorrow at 6.58 in the morning, I'd be doing the same thing with the old Fats over there. That's right. <laughs> I'd be on my knees with a hunter is what I would be doing. Oh, not these people! They just keep playing fast and loose with everybody's emotions, keep making you feel like you're unwanted, like you're some kind of swill. Oh, what do you, what do you want? You only had a nine share, my God! It's just amazing how any outfit can be as successful as this one in spite of the management and ownership. It's like they want to throw up like 8,500 roadblocks every time you like come out of the out of the box. Here's a whole bunch of roadblocks to see if we can't knock your ass down. WQAM, hello.
10: Nice. Yes, hi, Neil. Congratulations on the uh, the ratings news. I think it's wonderful for you. I we hope you kicked get... a
0: big, fat ass just like the Patriots did in Pittsburgh last night.
10: <laughs> i got a question for you. Do they give you uh, bonuses? Like, I mean, are you going to get paid more as a result of this? Sure. I, I hope you do because, I mean, you know, the proof's in the pudding, baby. And uh, you kicked everybody else's you-know-what, didn't you? Ass, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you kicked their yeah, ass.
0: Just ask me, I'll tell you.
10: Okay, well, I'm going to ask you one other question, Neil. Yeah. What, what the hell happened to, uh, to Howard Stern? Why is he not on your radio station anymore?
0: You'd have to ask our management two things. Why they put him out in the first place so they could uh, chop this show up like a meat in a meat grinder with all those dumps in there. And number two, why they took him off. They, only they can answer the question. Don't look at me.
10: What, what kind of incompetence is running rampant over there? I mean,
0: Now you're getting warm, man. Now you got your thumb right on it, baby. Incompetence. Anyway. Neil, I'm not going to go negative
10: today. I'm just going to say congratulations. It's wonderful news. Keep up the great work, and congratulations to your team over
0: there. You're doing a great job. Thanks a lot, Pally. We are. We're doing it. We're kicking ass in spite of of our lady manager. We call her Miss Management. That's Joyce. Just call her Miss Management. I mean, Greg, he ain't the manager anymore in name only. He's he's, uh, impotent. All the Viagra, all the Alice in the world, I can like butch him up again. She's the butch. She's the one that's wearing the pants in this family now. Joyce, over in Naples, man. She's goose-stepping through the place. See, it's like creating a forest fire that's just running rampant out of control. You know what that forest fire is doing? What? Flaming! Oh. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Uh, I was wondering good. when the yeah,
3: phone... Yeah, it is.
0: WQAM, hello. Hello? That phone has always has that same sound to it, too. Yes, sir. Retarded. Yeah, that's the sound. Yes. Right. Yeah, I want to talk to Neil. Speaking.
2: Oh, hey, Neil. How you doing?
0: Pretty good. How you
2: doing? Um, Can we do
0: Dead Monsters? Dead monsters such as? King Kong. King Kong, he's still dead. Okay, King how about, Kong lives. How about, how about the Bobby Boris Pickett with a monster mash? Dead monsters. <laughs> oh, God. They're all dead. Uh, 20 till 2 at 560 WQM. Been uh, pretty interesting there. I have no idea what went on here. I'm incoherent from yesterday. But amazingly, not sick. I don't understand that. Not that I want to be sick. But when you fully... Ent- you know what that's like, you know? I know. You're all when ready When you're for positive it. that you're going to be sick and have pneumonia and just... Uh, and I'm not. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm sick of Joyce. So I'll tell you that. The main man, Anthony Kelly, under what acceptance capital mortgage says, it's time for New Year's resolutions. Like most Americans, pay off your credit cards, lowering your debt, cutting your mortgage payments, pulling out cash when in doubt pulled it out, and investing in real estate are at the top of that list. South Florida is one of the hottest real estate markets in the U.S., so why keep so much equity in your house or pay those high interest rates? The main man's New Year's resolution is to give back to the community, and this year they've partnered with Kids in Distress. With a track record of 25 years of helping over 5,000 abused and neglected children each year, Acceptance Capital is donating a portion of all commissions on every closed loan to this great cause. And if you're in the mortgage business, the main man is always looking for brokers for his four convenient locations, too. So call the main man, Anthony Caliendo, toll free. It's 1 888 483 Loan. That's 1-888-483-LOAN, or go to themainman.com and fill out that application right online. Call them today, one 483
4: You're listening to Me, Me, Neil Rogers, exclusively on 560-QAM. far, go to
5: hell
9: your Bang, 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 the fragment. Whoa! Bang, Take the While a of hey! hey! character, Greece. Our father, all the in our we got our, our nighties night night night.
4: on. We're our so we're on when you come to take us away. March, march in a bush, that's parade. Whoa! Bluff with a goofy, great guy and a Kool-Aid. Whoa! Take who wanna get their kicks. We put the fun and fun the mental list. Pray to the Lord to forgive you. With your choice of blushly appointed views. Whoa! Head on down to the revival show. There's story to Billy Merwin, Frank and Blow. Whoa! Jesus' land! Christian's fall. Where you both go to heaven, you take. Oh, woo. Jesus lands,
0: park, we'll the and hatred all the bubble micies all the time, baby. 145 at 560 WQAM. And even if you don't know what that means, you do. You know what it means. You know well, what I mean? I know you You know what I mean. Senate Democrats put off a vote on White House Counsel Alberto Gonzalez's nomination to be Attorney General, complaining he had provided evasive answers to questions about torture and the mistreatment of prisoners. But Gonzalez's most surprising answer may have come on a different subject his role in helping President Bush escape jury duty in a drunken driving case involving a dancer at an Austin strip club in 1996. The judge and other lawyers in the case last week disputed a written account of the matter provided by Gonzalez to the Senate Judiciary Committee. It is a complete misrepresentation, said David Wahlberg, attorney for the dancer, about Gonzalez's account. Bush's summons to serve as a juror in the drunken driving case was, in retrospect, a fateful moment in his political career. By getting excused from jury duty, he was able to avoid questions that would have required him to disclose his own 1976 arrest and conviction for driving under the influence of alcohol in Kennebunkport, Maine, an incident that didn't become public until the closing days of the 2000 campaign. Bush, who had publicly declared his willingness to serve, had left blank on his jury questionnaire whether he'd ever been accused in a criminal case. Asked by Senator Patrick Leahy to describe in detail the only court appearance he ever made on behalf of Bush, Gonzalez, who was then chief counsel to the Texas governor, wrote that he accompanied Bush that he went to court prepared to serve on a jury. While there, Gonzalez wrote, he observed the defense lawyer make a motion to strike Bush from the jury panel to which the prosecutor did not object. Asked by the judge whether he had any views on this, Gonzalez recalled, he said he did not. While Gonzales's account tracks with the official court transcript leaves out a key part of what happened that day, according to Travis County Judge David Crane. In separate interviews, Crane, along with Wahlberg and Prosecutor John Lastovica told Newsweek that before the case began, Gonzalez asked to have an off-the-record conference in the judge's chamber. Gonzalez then asked Crane to consider striking Bush from the jury, making the novel conflict of interest argument that the Texas governor might one day be asked to pardon the defendant who worked at an Austin nightclub called Sugar, as the judge said. He, Gonzalez, raised the issue, Crane said. Crane said he found Gonzalez's argument surprising, since it was extremely unlikely that a drunken driving conviction would ever lead to a pardon petition to Bush. But out of deference to the governor, Crane said, the other lawyers went along. Wahlberg said he agreed to make the motion striking Bush because he didn't want the hardline governor on his jury anyway. But there was little doubt among the participants as to what was going on. In public, they were making a big show of how he was prepared to serve, said Crane. In the back room, they were trying to get him off, so to speak. Gee, sounds just like the National Guard thing, huh? Gonzalez last week refused to waver. Judge Gonzalez has no recollection of requesting a meeting in chambers, a senior White House official said, adding that while Gonzalez did recall that Bush's potential conflict was discussed, he said he never requested that Bush be excused. His answer to the sentence question is accurate, the official said. And, of course, we know that's a big freaking lie. But, you know what they say, birds of a feather lie together. Right, Greg? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and singular wireless lines. So what do you think of these numbers? Pretty impressive, huh? Yeah, impressive. we can- Huh? I'll get you're impressive. And M- what a shame sh- sh- that we got screwed out uh, of the uh, screen full screen bonus and an extra whatever, you know, a couple of shekels there. I bet you right. Josh lost most of his bonus money because of Mo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't get a big bonus for the ratings, Josh? <laughs> I guess you didn't want to tell him that this is this is the rating book you're buying him that big TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna. Uh, it was supposed to be a surprise. Sorry, I spoiled it for you. Okay, it's all right. I was going to remind him. I'm sorry. <laughs>
4: Hey.
0: I, st- I still can't get over the fact that I had that story here on Friday, man. It really scares me because a lot of times when I talk about somebody uh, is going to be dead, uh, they're dead. Who? It's the power, baby. I got the power, Joyce. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and singular wireless lines. Just the ass end of this storm is just blowing on through not really a storm, like, like a system, you know what I mean? like a system, but it's developing a storm as it goes over the uh, west end of Lake Ontario and then toward Buffalo and Angola and Hamburg and Depew and uh, Johnstown and uh, Elmira and uh, Palmyra and Canandaigua and Geneva and Binghamton and Endicott and uh, Ithaca. How do you like that? Well, upstate, especially Buffalo, man, is there a worse place in the world than Buffalo? No. I, I, even, even Bangladesh has got to be a light years ahead, you know? Anything. Buffalo is just, uh, they keep saying, you know, uh, so, so and such are places the anus or the armpit of the universe. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then what is Buffalo? Huh? I don't want to say it. We can't say it. Can't As say a matter it. matter of fact. Can't even say it. I think it has something to do with. Rectum? WQAM, hello.
3: Yeah, hi, Neil. I got two more for you, Paul. Two more. Two more. those more, yes? Uh, how
2: about Ray Charles and. Uh... Is uh, Rosie O'Donnell, did she die?
0: Not yet, but we'll let you know. That's a good one to work on next weekend. Uh, Ray Charles is not bigger after death than he was in life. That's ridiculous. On the face of it, that's just ridiculous. And a man in your position, sir, can't afford to look like a jackass. WQAM, hello.
2: Hey, Uncle Neil. Yes. Uh, I checked that uh, Democracy for America website. You had me thinking about that Pennsylvania Avenue, and, and it's on there. If you have George or Josh look, just. Uh, you know the Pennsylvania Avenue thing, but if you if you look on there, it is it is legit.
0: Right, I knew it's legit because you've oh, seen oh, the you,
2: you know what? I never even thought of it when I looked at that uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. I laughed to myself. I said, "Holy, holy Schmidt!" You know. You I do you think there's something?
0: you think there's some irony in there?
2: Absolutely. I'll tell you all about it tomorrow.
0: Okay. Have a good time. Say hi yeah. to Howie. Thanks. Thanks. Say hi to our good buddy Howie Dean, baby. He's a man. Yeah. We love you, Howie. They, they did the same thing to him that they did mm-hmm. so very well. They, like, uh, you know, made him out to be a wacko. He's a, he's a hothead. He's irresponsible. He's a, a wacko. And, and they did a very good job. And then they blew him off. And then after the whole thing was over, Carl Wolf mm-hmm. says, oh, yeah, we were scared to death of Dean. We wanted Kerry to be the opponent. And we were scared to death. Dean would have won by ten points. Mm-hmm. He'd have kicked his ass. Because, you see, Dean didn't have that one. He didn't have the one liability that Kerry had. And that was on uh, the war issue. He was against Bobby, it from Bobby, the beginning. Right. He had the balls to come out and tell it like it is. Sure, he had the balls everything. to come out and finger Tom Ridge for the lying piece of phony crap that he was. And, of course, there was Jew Lieberman. Oh, I know Tom Ridge. I'll never forget that Sunday, man, a Sunday that will live in infamy, that the and the slept out Jew Lieberman. You talk about sleeping with the enemy. Right. He did a great job for them in 2000. He did mm-hmm. a great job again for them in 2004. And the more I see him, the more I despise him, Jew Lieberman. I hope he doesn't eat any bad kishki this week. Well, that would be bad, wouldn't it?
11: You're not floating something out there, are
0: you? Yeah. Hey, Drew Laborman. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
0: hey, Joe.
5: Oh. I'm
4: dying over here. Yeah.
0: Wouldn't that be a shame? 152 at five. See, now this sounds so evil, man, wishing for people to die. But now that I mention it, what? Nothing.
11: No, well, well, I I mean, not, not necessarily
0: to die. Just have like some a uh, bad, bad case of um, heartburn. You know that even Rolades wouldn't cure. Agita. Just, just perpetual agita the rest of his life for Julie Berman for all he's done uh, to hurt us, to hurt the cause. And, of course, keep in mind, he's another one always apologizing for and supporting this illegal, uh, the so-called war. Mm-hmm. Which Election Day is a week from yesterday, all we can say is. Oh,
10: my oh, God. Yeah.
0: They're dying over there. But it's uh, they're going to have a big turnout. How many people are going to vote next Sunday? About 30, man. It's easier to fix it that way when a very small turnout. You know, the Emerald Coast wants to wish you all you a Happy New Year. It's not too late to do that. And is proud to announce you can still enjoy Lobster Fest every Friday through Sunday. The Emerald Coast is Florida's numero uno Asian gourmet buffet. Not just my opinion, which, of course, it has been for a long time, but also as rated by Zagat Restaurant Review. In addition to Emerald Coast all-you-can-eat buffet, now you can enjoy succulent, delicious, juicy Maine lobster served Thermidor-style. You can start out your mouth-watering experience, your big feast, with a choice of six different soups, or, like, sample all of them if you like. And then sample dozens of oriental treats, including fried snapper and a Thai and sour sauce and an old favorite whole-roasted duck and hoisin sauce. Also enjoy their brand-new sushi bar featuring over 30 Stop thirty man different items. And after shoving all of this fresh, delicious, good stuff down your throat, Emerald Coast Out-of-This-World Dessert Bar features tiramisu, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, and that new and exciting state-of-the-art chocolate fondue fountain. Just take a nice chocolate shower under that fountain. Don't forget, the Emerald Coast promotes healthy living, too, king all their fine cuisine with cholesterol-free canola oil. No MSG added either. The Emerald Coast, three locations for you. They're in Sunrise, Sunny Isles Beach, and Pembroke Pines. For reservations, call 954-572-3822. 954-572-3822. It is absolutely unbelievable. The Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. You're
6: listening to Neil Rogers
0: exclusively
4: on Five
5: Sixteen.
9: Absolutely. Oh, my name is Barry. Sing like a fairy. Uh huh. I write bad songs about romance while I'm wearing spandex pants. I'm kind of shrimpy. My songs are wimpy, I had a series of big hits, but that was back in 76, now no one wants to hear, they only laugh and sneer, they won't imitate all my albums, cause my songs are queer. Got a nose shape like a banana, my two fans both live in Montana, got a nose shape like a banana. You can fit half of the city of Atlanta. I write the
4: song.
9: I've got a hunger the size of Yonkers. When I get a stuffed up nose dressed and in a hose, but now I'm on the case. My life is back in place, and so I'm singing again and sticking my schnize in your face. Got a no shape like a banana. My two fans both live in Montana. Got a no shape like a Rock solid.
0: Okay, 159. Mad Dog's going to be up next. And Mo Howard David at four. Geldy at seven. Brian in Biscayne Park says, I uh, almost choked on my sandwich when I heard you say stugatz. Pronounced exactly the same in Italian. Neapolitan dialect means crotch in hand. Well, wait till he finds out what Stu real name is. His name is John Weiner. Am I making that up? If I'm lying, I'm dying. No. no. If Greg's lying, we're all dying. So there you go, Brian. Okay, so ponder on that a little while, okay? Let's see. Jesus is leading. A more popular uh, after death than during life. Jesus, 285. Elvis, 52. And Nicole Simpson's got 50. James Dean, 47. A great battle for second place.
4: Bye,
5: bye, bye!